BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, oh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Memorial Day weekend to all across the nation, man. It's awesome, man. We've reached Memorial Day weekend. You know what I think, and figure you'll laugh, but it's that much closer to football season. <laughs> but uh, Memorial Day weekend, listen, take a moment, thank everybody who has served us and, uh, you know, allows us to uh, enjoy a weekend of, you know, cookouts and all kinds of beach and fun and revelry and family and friends. So uh, take a moment and thank all those people who have who have, who serve and have served, and uh, we need them, and uh, and uh, just a, uh, it just provides our life our lifestyle. So enjoy the weekend. It's uh, always uh, the best one. It ushers in the summer, and it's funny because I, I I always people think I'm nuts, but I go ah oh, this is great because once Memorial Day hits. It, you know, we're on a on a race to to training camp. Let's bypass OTs and let's go right to training camp, man. Let's go, and then we can get to the preseason. And finally, a long summer of you know, I love baseball, <clears throat> and I love where we're at with the finals and the NBA. Guys, we're as the which we'll get to in a moment, and uh, the NHL. But man, you know. The butterflies go dormant in the summer. You don't get butterflies until football starts. Football, Figgy. Football. Good morning, my brother. Uh, good morning, cuz. What's going on? 
Nothing much, buddy. Nothing much. We're about, what, 90 days from football, I guess, if you want to talk the preseason variety. It is such a long offseason. <laughs> it is. That's We talk about it all the time on the show. That's part of the appeal. That's what makes it so great. We you have reach time. these milestones, and and, uh, and every once in a while, I feel like I got to bring it up to you. Yeah, it give the the NFL. Well, in some senses, because it it is year round nowadays with everything, but from the actual product on the field, gives you time to miss it. That's something that can't be said for baseball or basketball. That's true. I mean, listen, uh, and in in and while I would, I might to it tinker. And move the schedule uh, in the back end, move it back like a week or two. You're right. Like you should, you shouldn't do any more than that because it does. When you miss it, because when it hits, it when it comes back, it's like the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It feels special. It does. You it know? does. You're yeah. you're spot on. And then and you don't mind. You know, you love the fact that football is between college and the NFL is you know, four or five days a week because you, you don't get tired of it because it takes so long to get here that you just ride through it. Yeah, and it's like in every game means something. Every game is an event. You only have, you know, in college you have, what, 12, 13 of them. The NFL, you have 17 of them now, soon to be up to 18. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still scarce in comparison to 82 for the NHL or the NBA or, God forbid, 162 for Major League yeah, Baseball. Dude. There's just there's yeah. a lot of doldrums. You know, you can say, oh, I can miss this Tuesday night game between, you know, the Phillies and the Reds. You're not going to say, I'm just going to miss this random game between the Eagles and the Bengals because that might mean something. Every oh, game means something yeah. on the schedule, regardless of how good your team is or bad your team is, you're tuning in. Plus the other thing, too, the game itself like the game itself is an event. Like baseball game, I, I love baseball game, but it's even, but especially now, even you know, with the the way it's sped up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you grab two fifteen, two twenty, and that's fun, right? Yeah, it has been. I think all, right? all like the early NBA have been basketball great. game. You know, you're you know two and a half hours of this. Where this football game is an event. I mean, a three three and a half hour, you know, juggernaut. You know, that's that's an event. Like, that's great stuff. You know, unless it's like a dog game or something like the Texans and Cardinals or something. But generally speaking, yes, I'm with you. Yeah, buddy. Baseball games or basketball games, if there's major, it can be an event if, like, say, next weekend, the Yankees are coming to L.A. to play the Dodgers, which happens, you know, it's going to happen more frequently now with the new rules. But, I mean, almost never happens. That weekend or at least those first couple of games are going to be an event. But generally speaking, to your point, it's just the doldrums. It's just another series. It's just another game. And it's not like that in the NFL. And football in general. And college football. The early season matchups. The out-of-conference matchups. Which I'm hoping we're going to see more of. Which I think will be a positive byproduct of the expanded playoff. Teams won't be scared to schedule out-of-conference oh, anymore. Yeah. Um, no, it's going to get better. Yeah, so that that's one college thing. College football is even going to get better. Yeah, that might be and one better. unintended consequence uh, from, the, sure. from the expanded playoff, for sure. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, but I'll tell you one game that is a butterfly game is tonight. This nope. is a wild, wild Eastern Conference Finals. Especially if you're in Miami, you got them butterflies working. Oh, sure. oh my. They got to win tonight. They and do. they are seven and a half point underdogs. And this is going to be fascinating. This, this, this whole series – Whereas you know, are they Boston seven and a half point dogs, really seven and a half. No point way, other dogs. Yeah, dude. 
They're seven and a half point dogs at home. At home. That's at home, buddy. That's ridiculous. Who made that line? What what do they know that I don't? Actually, I'm sorry. For, forgive me. My eyeballs are not working. And my <laughs> and my allergies are, are killing like make it worse. Oh, I know the So feeling. I can't there affects my eyes. So like my eyes are like itchy and, and uh this time of year. Red. It's it's two and a half. I'm I'm sorry. Ah, that makes that makes more sense. It's two and a half. I, yeah. I, I saw I looked just now, right? Just to look, I glanced at it and it looked like a seven. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. So I had never had allergies until about three years ago. Uh and my eyes just kept itching and itching and itching. And one day I woke up and stood in front of the mirror and I looked like I was possessed by a demon. My eyes were yeah, they, they were not red. bloodshot, they yeah. were red, crimson yeah. red. Like I went to urgent uh, that, care. That's what mine's right now. Yeah, they gave me all these eye drops and all this stuff. And then one of my coworkers said, "Maybe it's allergies." I was like, "I don't have allergies." They said, "Well, take this and see what happens." Within eight minutes, it cleared up, <laughs> just yeah. like that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, that's what that's what's going. Like my mine, my I I, I have them bad, and they're they and you know they they're itchy. Yeah, and you can't rub them because you can do some damage. I already mm-hmm. did some damage with them. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Because they, they just flare up on you. So, uh, but anyway, two and a half, which okay. you're right. It sounds a lot better. Two and a half. Gabe Vincent should be back with the ankle. Mm-hmm. Who and, and he's paramount, man. They, yes. they have been, the shame for the Heat is they just got decimated, right? I mean, right. when you, you're losing Hero, right? You're losing Oladipo. And and then you lose Gabe Vincent. I mean, after a while, you just can't overcome it. Well, I'm like, consider they haven't. I mean, they really haven't had Hero or Oladipo for the entire playoff run to this point. But to right. your point, that are they, so they're already zapped for depth. And Gabe Vincent, who's been so good for them throughout the playoffs and especially early in this series, to not have him in that last game was uh was vital. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And to your point, I think this is a must-win situation for Miami. You do not want to go back to Boston for a game seven. This was I remember going all the way back to 2004 and people are drawing all this the center, you know, the synergistic, the Red Sox coming back from 3-0 against the, the Yankees. They people talk about the Patriots coming back against the Falcons in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, and look, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's some Boston magic. I don't know. But I remember that's Red Sox Yankees series at the time. I said the Yankees better win game six. If they don't, they're done in game seven because it'll, it'll be completely be in their heads. They lose Game Six, and I think I think Johnny Damon hits the home run to lead off Game Seven, and it was all downhill from there. I think Miami absolutely has to win tonight, or they're done. Yeah, I I I agree, brother. I completely agree. Listen, there's no way it was almost like it was. It's amazing this Celtics team. They have cheated death. Like they should so have lost times. to the Sixers. Yeah. I mean, they're, so it's game six, and this will be interesting to see how they come out and play game six. So in the last series, they come out for game six, and they're a mess, right? Like, they, they, they can't hit their threes, and you know when they're not hitting threes, they're just, they limp. They're done, and, yeah. Yeah. And the Sixers just couldn't get any margin, and they had a couple chances to, to go up five, eight, you know, 11. And you know they could never get those the big three, the flurry of threes. They had open looks, you know, conversions. They couldn't do it. And then and Tatum can't put the ball in the ocean. And then here it is, six minutes to go, 
And that's when he, he goes and he, and he starts to get hot, mm-hmm. hits the three and then beats face. And next thing you know, you know, they win game six. And in game seven, they just, you know, there was this, they weren't losing game seven no. in Boston. No. You know? You knew that wasn't going to happen. And well, you also knew that the Sixers didn't have enough gumption well. to, to, to beat them in game seven. Now, the Heat are different. The Heat are tough. The Heat have metal. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Heat are as talented. They absolutely are not. They are not. No, but they're well coached. Well, much better coached. Mm-hmm. The you know, I mean, obviously, Spo is the best coach in, in the NBA. They uh, they're a grittier team, a tougher team, and they got Jimmy, and Jimmy's a winner. So this is uh, this is this is all about Jimmy tonight, man. Can Jimmy summon? You know, whatever magic to stem the tide because right now this Celtics team, oof, you know, they, they look like they look they look like they're going to take the series. They do. They love they're the, the more confident team, the more aggressive team, especially defensively. The last couple of games, I don't know what they've got like twenty something steals or something. Yeah, the Heat have been totally discombobulated on offense, and as good as Jimmy has been for them, and obviously he's been great for them. I think Bam Adebayo is kind of – I won't call him an X-factor because I feel like he needs to play well for them to win too, so I I can't necessarily call him an X-factor. But if you look at these last couple of games, he has not played extremely well, Um, at least not as well as he played the first few games of the series. And so Bam is always kind of like the barometer for me for them. When Bam plays well, they generally win, regardless of what Jimmy Uh, does or doesn't do. Uh, So Bam – Jimmy's always a mainstay. Jimmy's always there. Yeah. yeah. And look, and look, Jimmy didn't, you know, I think Jimmy had, what, 14, 15 points the other night. Uh, so he wasn't super aggressive. Uh, but Boston just kind of, you know, they blitzed him in the first quarter. They were up by 15 before, you know, Miami could blink. And it was pretty much wasn't close after that. Uh, so, look, I if you're, if you're asking me, and maybe we can get into it later if you want, what my prediction will be for the night. But one thing I will say, at least at this point in time in the show, I'll reiterate if you're Miami, you do not want to go back to Boston for Game 7. And you saw Jason Tatum, someone talk about the backs against the wall, as inconsistent as he can be at times. He's a superstar. And you see, you've you yeah, seen him have superstar moments. Look, with that 76er series, what game was that? Was that Game 5 where he shot terribly from the field, 1 of 13? Game 6. Was that yeah. Game 6? Yeah. yeah. And then he turned it on and hit pretty much yeah. every shot the last 90 seconds of that game to lead them to a win. He has that in him. And he's been that guy the last couple of games for Boston. So uh, he he's 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 one of those guys that you you know all it takes to get him a, a game or two a bit of a streak and he can be hard to stop. So if you're Miami, you hope that uh, you'll be able to get in his way and slow him down a bit tonight. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if anything, they're they're better off trying to slow down the Derek Whites and Marcus Smarts of the world who really killed them last game. Yeah, now Brogdon's got the issue, so yeah. you know that that's a big deal for them because mm-hmm. he plays a lot of minutes. And I agree with your Derek White situation. The other guy, though, that that has not had a good series up until Game Five was Jalen Brown. Correct, correct. And Jalen Brown, I think I think he's a huge piece when he's when he's you saw it early in games in Game Five when he hits the three threes. Yeah, he's hit like three threes in the first quarter. That like they need him. Part of their rhythm is that Jalen Brown goes off early, like his first quarter, first quarter and a half. Is where he carries him, and then Tatum slowly starts to take over offensively. It's a big series uh, for him. I mean, there's a, been a lot of talk. There was talk coming into the season. You know, if they don't win a championship this year, do they think of pivoting and going in a different direction? 
and their biggest asset to move would be Jalen Brown. I don't think I'd do it uh, personally, but, you know, people get impatient, front office fans, whatever you want to call it. So if they don't find a way to come back and win this series and get eliminated, it would not surprise me if they make some sweeping changes, despite the fact, by the way, that they're able to fight back into this series. But also, you can't justify going down 3-0 and losing the first two games at home the way that they did. No. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think that falls on Missoula, by the way, the the coach. He has not – I don't think he's had a great uh, rookie uh, playoff campaign as a head coach. Yeah, I agree. I I think he's looked horrible. And, you know, I mean, listen, it's a tough spot. You're in the way when you take over, but – he just uh, he does not. They don't look prepared at times. No, not calling timeouts when he should. Uh, not having right plays drawn up. It, it just does. They they look kind of discombobulated at times. It's almost like the like the players are running things to a degree. Yeah. It's like the coach to step up and make some decisions. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. I'm with you. All right, we got lots to get to. We'll analyze this game six. You know, we'll be talking some football. We got a lot of baseball to talk about as well. And uh, Memorial Day weekend, we'll talk a little, uh, a little, little cooking at cookouts. You're, a, you're, a, are you a cookout man? Uh, I will attend them. I am not the, I'm not the chef. I'll say that. You don't want that. <laughs> you and me are alike. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to. I spoke to. We were, I was talking to Chris Plank, who was in for you last week. We talked about this. I was like, I would love to be the guy to say I wake, I wake up early and I throw something on the grill for a few hours and do all. I, but I don't. That's not my thing. I stay in my lane. Yeah, stay in my lane. I'm staying in the lane. Kind I'll, of cat I, too. What, what drinks do you want me to bring? I'll bring them. You need some plates? I got you. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm a bartender man too. I can make a nice cocktail. Absolutely, I'm with you. Yeah, I like. I'm, I'm a dabbing with a nice uh, Paloma. Oh, I like a Paloma. Nice. You like a Paloma? Yeah. I'll do use the jalapeno too if you like it spicy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we just do it without whatever you know. We do the whole thing. The yeah. Fresh grapefruit. I like it. The soda. Well, the fresh grapefruit. I don't know if I've had a fresh grapefruit Paloma before. I do the fresh grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Fresh lime. Okay. And then I do the. Uh, there's an Italian soda. It's like a grapefruit soda. Hmm. So it adds the the bubbles. Mm-hmm. And a little sweetness okay. to the real grapefruit juice and the uh, real, and I fresh squeeze it, lime, tequila, you're living. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice cocktail. Anyway, I want to have one later. Now, nah, I'll yeah, have little, one now. Why not? Well, not now. <laughs> Who cares? It's 5 a.m. Who cares? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. No. Nah. That's <laughs> what, like this time, this when people work this time of the night, you just go, well, I don't know. Was it breakfast? Is, yeah. it, is it late night? Like, hey, what, I, what didn't, it? I didn't sleep last night, so it's all the same. What does it matter? Exactly. Today's yesterday. Yesterday's today. Today's exactly. tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. I feel you, buddy. Uh, all right. We'll take quick TO. Come right back where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, welcome back, fellas. He's Kevin Figures. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got our boys, Big E and the Mighty Mark, hanging out. Don't forget, fellas, come to you live from the TireRack.com studio. We're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And, of course, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, your RV, your boat, your ATV, you name it, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So, question, my man, what's it been like with the Lakers? What's that, you know, getting swept by Denver and, you know, with such a promising run, man, it was, I mean, it was a great run to the Eastern, Western Conference Finals. And then it just ends and ends pretty quickly. The general consensus from Laker fans is it was a, it was a pretty good year, if you consider uh, how it started. 2-10, and ten, you had the Russell Westbrook thing hanging over your head from last season that clearly wasn't resolved. There was tension up and down the roster going into training camp and into the early part of the season. They were out of the playoff picture the majority of the year. They swing the big trades at the deadline, and they have the second-best record in the NBA after the trade deadline and uh, kind of surged their way to the seventh seed in the postseason. So, uh, look, if coming into the year, if you would have told people that they would have made it to the Western Conference Finals and gotten swept, they would say, it sucks to get swept. But you're telling me they made it back to the conference finals? I'll take that. Yep. So if you just encompass the way the expectation for the season coming in to how it ended, for the most part, uh, a lot of fans were actually encouraged by the way the season ended. So what does that mean for one Braun? Now, is he – Is he? because I saw odds on where he may go next. Is it a possibility that he leaves? No. 
He's not going anywhere. And okay. I don't know where this stuff comes from. People talking rumors about playing with gold. I mean, I know exactly where it comes from. And, but, and Phoenix. He goes to Durant. Okay. You know, I yeah. heard Philadelphia. I heard a lot of places. Like, what's that about? Yeah. Like, okay. For... If you say so, I, I don't know where this where these stories are coming from and why this. I don't. Know, why would he be traded to? First of all, how would he even be traded to Phoenix? I don't have any money to pay him. Right. Are the Lakers going to trade Chris Paul for LeBron James? Good. Good luck with that. You know. Right. Right. right how is he going to get to Golden State? They're going to trade him for Draymond Green. People just say things and don't, don't actually think these things through of how they could happen. The only way LeBron James doesn't play for the Lakers is if he demands a trade, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Right. His son it's just not committed. like he can opt out or no, he can opt out after next season. He has a right. player option, uh, but that's the, this coming season. He has a guaranteed deal, and he's not going anywhere. By the way, his son just committed to USC. Right, so, so you're, you're in the backyard. Yeah, your family's here. All yeah. your entire family is here. So why, why would you up and leave? So there, it makes no sense whatsoever that LeBron James would play for another franchise other than the Lakers. So don't listen to the uh, conjecture. Don't listen to the hype. Don't listen to the rumors. People are bored and just want to have something to talk about. So what about the – what do you do if you're going to you know, try to tweak that team to try to get that team over the top? Well, there's a couple of things. One, I think it's imperative that you hold on to Rui Hachimura, who had a phenomenal play. Oh, my God. He was terrific, man. I mean, the guy didn't miss. He was absolutely incredible. And twenty only, he's 24 years old. He's like he's a young veteran. Yeah. He's one of those kids that came out of Gonzaga. I don't know if it was his freshman season or second season, but he's 24, and I think he's like in year four or five already. Uh, and Austin Reeves, obviously, another guy, restricted free agent, can garner, I think, up to $95 million from another team. But I think the Lakers have to match it because he's another young, developing player who was not afraid of the spotlight and performed when the bright lights were on at 24 years old, playing with Anthony Davis and LeBron James against all these veterans, and he fit right in. Now, after that, they don't have a lot of money to use uh, from a free agency standpoint. Um, D'Angelo Russell is a free agent. Uh, they can sign him back to a, to an, uh, to a two-year extension for a certain amount of money. I forget exactly how much, but if, he, if they actually renounce him or if he becomes an outright free agent, he can actually get more, and then he would have to force the Lakers to have to see if they can match that. Now, they do have expiring contracts. Malik Beasley, $16 million team option, and Mo Bamba, who has a $10 million non-guaranteed contract. What's his deal? I mean, he's a kind of a mystery because I always thought he had some ability. He's a good outside shooter. He's not as good of a defensive player as yeah. people think that he is, uh, and that's his issue. True, true that. Yeah. So like he he has Emily. Like he he can be a decent help defender every now and then, but the idea that like I mean people were even saying like oh Mal Bamba is going to come back for game five or game four or game five of the uh, Western Conference Finals. I'm like the guy hadn't played in a month. No, I know. And I don't, when he did play, he didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> so, no. Well, you saw him up close. That's why I'm asking. I always yeah. liked him as a dude who has. A little something go well, for. Him. Look, even in general, look, the dude can go off the bench in Orlando. Orlando's yeah. not going anywhere. So what does that tell you? Yeah. So like, yeah, the raw the raw potential is there, uh, but and look, he's still young. I guess he can still turn himself into something more consistent. But as of right now, I don't think he's an effective every night NBA player. But expiring ten million dollar mm-hmm. contract for him, expiring sixteen million dollar contract for Malik Beasley. $26 million. They have their first-round pick this year because of the stupid NBA draft rule. Uh, they can draft a player and then trade that player after the draft, or they can agree to a deal, but they have to draft the player themselves. They can't trade it before the draft. So $26 million plus a first-round pick is enough to get you a pretty solid role player. 
uh, to come in and help help these uh, help things out. And look, just getting a training camp under your belt. These guys were thrown together with 20 games left in the regular season and had to figure it out in the midst of LeBron James and Anthony Davis still dealing with their lingering injuries. So you get a full training camp in. I assume LeBron James will get his foot surgery sooner than later and be ready for a training camp or at least you know join the team midway through camp. But you get this, you get the core back together. Maybe you swing a trade and bring in one more impact player. They're already knocking on the door uh, again in the Western Conference Finals this year, even though they got swept. It's not like they got blown out. They weren't run off the court. Um, they keep LeBron James and Anthony Davis reasonably healthy. And what does that mean? That means, you know, 55 to 60 plus games for those guys. And they can better weather that storm, too, because they have a better team with more depth than they did going into the season with Russell Westbrook. They were top-heavy. It was LeBron, AD, Russ, and then a bunch of scrubs. Yeah, he wasn't – Russ wasn't, wasn't He's effective He's not that enough, guy. Right, no. To no. be a big three on a thin team. No, but if you have a big three or if you have a big two and a team with more depth, you can kind of more easily weather the storm. You know, a random Tuesday night in Charlotte, maybe you can get yourself a win, you know. So those those, those sorts of things will help I you. I think that was the season. big lesson the Lakers proved. I would that, hope so. You know – you don't need a big three. You need depth. You know, that's a yeah. big thing. 100%. Or Like, if you have a big three, then they better all be in their prime. You better have LeBron, yeah. D-Wade, and Bosh in their mid-20s, you know, because yeah. outside of that, it's, you're trying to piece it together with a guy that's injury-prone like AD, a guy that's aging and now injury-prone in LeBron James. You know, the Kyrie Irving stuff has come up, and we can get into that later if you want to. Uh, but because there's already rumors of like, oh, the Lakers can renounce all their free agents and free up all this money and sign Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie's a better player than Russ easily. There's no d- debate about that. Right. But you're kind of putting yeah, yourself you in the, that. No, you're putting yourself in the same situation. Like yeah. Russ, look, was going to be available on the court every single night. He might not be effective. Kyrie Irving is effective when he plays, but who knows when he's going to play? I don't know what, what the, what's going through the dude's mind on a day in, day out basis. He might just up and disappear for a month. You know what's funny? I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was having a conversation, and it was a different scenario. But it's counting on guys, counting on players to show up. And there are certain guys you can't count on. Sometimes it's ability, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I, I, so I was having a conversation about with my on my local show with a pitcher named Aaron Nola. Yes. All right, who's going to be a free agent, mm-hmm. who's got great, great, great stuff. But you can't ever count on a dude. Like you do, like yeah, the fair, the Phillies. Just for context, the Phillies had a uh, had a they, they were scuffling, you know, not playing well. Kind of, you know, lethargic and and the rotation's been bad. And they have a walk off win, dramatic fashion. Trey Turner hadn't done much. It's a big home run. Well, they booed the living crap out of him this week. Yeah, saw that, <laughs> man. You know, I mean, yeah, I just got here. Give me some time, jeez. So let me, I, you know what? All right, let me finish the thought, yeah, and ahead, then I want to ask you about that because yes. maybe I'm desensitized because I go, well, I just kind of shrug my shoulder. Like, yeah, intellectually, you're right, <laughs> but you know, yo, dude, like, it, I, I don't find, I don't think it's a, it's a, a mortal sin. To boot a guy when he's done nothing for two first two months. Yeah, I like think you mentalities. Like but. you know that he's a he's a great ball player, mm-hmm. and you can say, dude, I think you're a great ball player. I know at some point you're going to hit, but two months after signing that deal of nothing is kind of unacceptable. Yeah, 
I certainly understand it. I don't know if you want to get deeper into it now or if you want to go back to your, to your area. I know. Story. Anyway, so I'll just, just for the context. So anyway, he hits a home run. They win. And then they go to Atlanta. Atlanta's the best team in the National League. Yep. And they go to Atlanta. And look, you go, all right, you're going to make some – now's the time to kind of turn your season around. You're on the 500. Mm-hmm. You got a little momentum. Arizona, who I love. I think D-backs are a good young team. They are. You, you beat talented. them. Right? Like, so, all right. You know, you avoid the sweep. Come from behind. You're down 5 nothing. You come back and win. Now's the time to kind of get a little run going. So – you know, you got Nola against Dennis Dodd, a young pitcher for Atlanta. He's not very, not very good. And he's not one of those, you know, strider types. Mm-hmm. And he, he, right away, Nola puts you in a hole. Yeah. And, you're, and he's looking to go get a monster deal. He was the opening day starter. Yo, dude, you got to come in and you got you to shut him down. And the, the bats hit, but they lost because Nola gave up five runs. Right. Right, and so I guess th- this has been the experience with Nola throughout, I guess, yeah, his run with Philadelphia. So he's, just... he's one of these dudes that you just can't catch. Now, he's very good, mm-hmm. but even in the same game, like he'll strike out nine and then melt down in the fifth inning. Yeah, and give up three, four home runs or whatever. Yeah, like that's know. the kind of duty he is. So I started talking about this whole idea of you got to count on a guy. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie is that guy. Like, can you count on him? Yeah. Like I mean, great ball player. Yeah, you don't doubt. Love we'll to watch him on the court for sure. When but he plays, like, he plays. You, you gonna, like sometimes I think Kyrie just gets bored. Yeah, he like gets, he's yeah he's one of these like brilliant like his. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, just you know, great great player. And sometimes I think when they're somebody's that talented, they can get bored. That's what he strikes me as. I mean, but that's not good either. I mean, you have a job to do. You're getting paid right. a lot of money to do this. You say you care about the game of basketball. I mean, do you? Well, that's I mean, a fair point. So, that's I mean, you can't, you, you can't get bored? Yeah. Come on. Hey, uh, Feg, do me a favor. Hit me with some trending. All right. Well, uh, we'll start with some Major League Baseball. Uh, Pirates were not bored. They were invigorated on Friday night. They had seven home runs. Wow, Sawitzki. Yes. My God. Two of them for him. 11-6, to six, the final score. They beat Seattle. They snap the Mariners' four-game winning streak. How about the Rangers? Best run differential in baseball. They're lighting people up. Did it again to Baltimore, 12-2. to two. This is a battle of two teams, the second and third best records in the American League behind Tampa Bay, and the Texas just put it on Baltimore, 12-2. to two. Corey Seager, a grand slam there. Marlins snapping the Angels' four-game winning streak. Boston ending a four-game skid. They beat Arizona. Houston has won 9-11. of 11. They beat the woeful Oakland A's, who have just 10 years, or excuse me, 10 wins, on the season. Uh, it was the Mets 5, Rockies 2, Padres over the Yankees 5-1, to one. home runs there for Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. Guardians, Blue Jays, and Nationals with victory. The Phillies beat the Braves 6-4. to Ked Kermble picking up his 400th career save. And Tampa Bay, the team with the best record in baseball, beating the Dodgers 9-3. to Back to the fellas. All right. Thank you, my buddy. We are the fellas. Come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. But get back to the, uh, we're just talking about, like, to me, you almost, if you can't count on a guy, and whether it be spotty, like, great talent, but they only show up three quarters of the time, or they're just, you know, you can't count on them because in the Kyrie piece where he just mm-hmm. is 
almost his behavior is erratic. Right. You just it's you can't risk investing that much. Now look, if Kyrie Irving on the and there's a school of thought that the market will dry up for him and he might have to end up signing one of these one year prove it deals yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I thought that now, too. Now if wanted. that's the if that's the case if I'm a team like the Lakers, who at that point would only be able to offer him like a, a veteran's minimum or like a mid-level exception or something, that's a flyer you're willing to take because yeah. it's similar to Westbrook when he got waived uh, when he was traded and then waived and the Clippers picked him up. It's like if it works, great. If it doesn't, we'll cut him loose and it doesn't cost us anything. So it's a low-risk move. But if you're talking about Kyrie looking for a 200 plus million dollar contract, I don't think anybody in their right mind would give that guy that money. Nobody. Uh, Houston, I don't care how much money you have. No. No. How could you, in your right in your right mind, with good conscience, give him a long term extension, with the way that he's uh, the way that he's acted these last four or five years? Yeah, it's weird. It really is. It's bizarre how how that thing is has just you know where, but, where he just went off the rails. Yeah, I, I but don't if, get it. If his head's on straight, oh, he's man, yeah. he's he's a top eight ten player in the league. Oh the yeah, best, one of the best yeah. ball handlers in the history of the sport. And I don't think yeah. that's hyperbole. No, I agree. I'm with you, and you knew the Luca thing wasn't going to fail. I mean, that no, was just- dude. I mean, and but look, and the problem is, you know, you go back to when he was with Boston. This was four or five years ago. I mean, Tatum and Brown were super young. Kyrie was injured. He was out for the playoffs, and they made it all the way to Game Seven of the Finals against Cleveland without him there. They played better when he was gone. The Mavericks were had a better record before they traded for Kyrie Irving. They were worse with him than they were uh, without him. That's yeah. two situations where, despite his individual talents being otherworldly, teams improved. The team that was good uh, was worse once he got there, and the team that was middling took off once he left in Boston. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that has to count for something. I agree. I, I'm completely with you. Uh, coming up, they, they, you know, one of these uh, – somebody did one of these memes of uh, the NBA franchises – uh, and I want to I, I, well all the categories, and I I want to hit the categories and tell you where they put the the franchise, and you tell me if you agree or not. It, it's fun. It's like the uh, elite, the blow it up, all that stuff. Oh, so, interesting. I haven't seen this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to throw it at you. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. We got lots to do. Uh, where the fellas right here on Memorial Day weekend Saturday. On Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, welcome back, fellas, from the TireRack.com studios on this Memorial Day weekend. Kevin Figures, I'm Anthony Gargano. Fellas, we got Mighty Mark and the Big E riding with us as well. Memorial Day weekend on the East Coast, where I'm at, is about the, the seashore. Like, so everybody flocks to the beach, Fig. Will you take the? Uh, will you go to the beach uh, over the weekend? Uh, potentially. Um, I I thankfully don't live too far uh, from the beach, and uh, there's a beach uh, town not too far from me that has a an annual festival, and this is the first time they're opening it back up full board since uh, since the pandemic. So oh, nice. Probably gonna what look at it? checking the, that what's out. The festival. Uh, it's called the it's, uh, Festival Hermosa, so it's in Hermosa Beach. So they wow. uh, Hermosa Beach they, is nice. Yeah, so they have like you know carnival stuff, beer garden, uh, yeah. food vendors, that whole thing. So it's an entire weekend. So it starts today and it runs through Monday. So we'll probably hit that up at some point this weekend. Ah, oh, dude, that's nice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you and the fam- you and the family, you and the kids got big plans. No, no, no big plan. Ba- you know, baseball. Mm-hmm. Do it at you. We have our uh, our baseball. We had a tournament last week in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. Now you know Hershey. I know of it. I can't say okay, that I know much so, about it. Okay, so but you know Hershey is the land of chocolate. Yes. All right. So I'm expecting. So they go. Oh, we're gonna be playing in Hershey. I go. Yeah. There's a big amusement park, and then the uh, the chocolate factory, and. I mean, you know, it's a big deal, right? So I go, awesome. So we, when we go there, I, I'm looking for the park and looking for Hershey, and I, I don't see anything. It, it was just a, it was like twenty, like twenty minutes outside of Hershey. Oh, and I'm expecting like. Willy Wonka and and like chocolate <laughs> fountains, right? Opalumpa's rolling out, yeah. And I get nothing but like you know, like rural Pennsylvania, like with nothing, like just the, the fields weren't even that nice. No, yeah, you were like Thurman Thomas, who said, "I got drafted. I'm going to New York, baby." And you started right. playing. I was like, "Cause that's exactly Buffalo. what it was." <laughs> that was Thurman Thomas. You're exactly right. I'm going, dude. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna do this, this, and that. And it was, there was, you know, there's a real nice hotel in Hershey, and I'm joking around, but it was uh, like it's called the Hershey Hotel. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Instead, we stayed at one of these like low rent type of joints <laughs> that that had, you know, the only the only motel in, in town type of thing, the Motel Eight. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, just horrible. <laughs> oh, just horrible. And you know, and then and then to make matters worse, kids have a big Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. We go to this little pub type thing to celebrate. And th- this was his first time in a hotel. No way. Right? Like, you know no. what I mean? Like first travel game. Because okay. we missed, we were supposed to play. So in Maryland, there is a, a compound called Ripken. And it's Cal Ripken's Little League type thing. Mm-hmm. It's not Little League, but it's Cal Ripken's youth baseball. And it's unbelievable. They have replicas of the stadiums in Major League Baseball. Oh, no way. That's cool. Yeah, like there's like a mini Fenway Park and... It's it's unbelievable. It's so cool. It's such a great complex. So it's all for youth baseball. So Massimo, we're supposed to go two years in a row. One year he breaks his collarbone, and the next year he gets COVID. Mm. So I feel bad. Yeah. So he winds up. So anyway, so it was our first trip on the hotel, and it was fun. But we we, uh, we they win the first two games, and then they had to play like eight a.m. and they lost. They were still asleep. Jeez. Right? So, and the long drive, you know. No good when you drive. You got to have the long drive and you lose. Right. You know? That's a tough one. He, 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 he was bummed out. Of course. He was a little bummed out. But, that, you know, the travel baseball circuit yeah. is big Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for no sure. sure. Ethan knows about the shore, right, Big E? Huge shore guy. Yeah, first thing he asked me, didn't you? Go down the shore. Yeah. Are you going down the shore? So the shore in in our area in the East Coast, they have like boardwalks and you know, games and the, you know, all the treats and all this stuff. It's like a big, like one big it's like Vegas for kids. Nice. Get yourself okay. some funnel cake and play mini golf. Oh, I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm wearing but- the Snooky and Jay while I'm out there too. You know it. That's it. <laughs> Hopefully not. That's it. I'm going the opposite direction if that's the case. That's correct. <laughs> no, you, you definitely want to move from going the opposite direction. All right. We'll come back. Lots to get to. We're the fellas right here. Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy uh, Memorial Day weekend Saturday. Hopefully, you got some great plans added this weekend. Whether it be cookout, whether it be a hangout, beach, whatever you're doing, go to the movies, go to a little sports stuff, baseball stuff, whatever it is. Hopefully, you're doing it, and uh, like we say, or all the time, and make sure we thank all of those who have served and uh, protect this great country of ours. We're the fellas, Kevin Figures. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got our producer, Ethan, the big E, Ethan Miller, and of course, Muddy Mark, our sound engineer, Chicago's uh, finest. And uh, we come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help you get there. And on that selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, Fig, uh, we've talked a lot about Heat and Celtics. This is a Heat last stand. You don't want to go up game seven after blowing a 3-0 lead and you have to go to Boston for game seven. You got to win tonight. And the question is, what kind of pressure 
How do they show up amid that pressure, Fig? Well, look, I know that Jimmy Butler is as big game a player as it gets, so he's definitely going to show up. So it's really a question of whether or not everybody else is going to be able to jump on his back and be able to ride that. Like, I I, I have no doubt that Jimmy Butler is going to show up and have a huge night tonight because he knows the enormity of it. He knows he doesn't want to go back to Boston for Game 7. Uh, and look, there's still look Bam out of bio. There's still a couple of guys on this roster that were still there from that finals run in the bubble a couple of years ago. Uh, so they know what it takes to get there. There's still an element of toughness, and that's why look Jimmy Butler was as confident as it gets after they lost the other night. He's eating popcorn. He's smiling. He's saying, "Look, we just need to be ourselves. We need to play better." Even Eric Spolstra is not panicking at all. So I think they're handling it the right way. They have all the confidence in the world, but. I, I'd be lying to you, if, and I think they'd be lying to you if they said that all the pressure wasn't on their shoulders to win tonight. Boston's already had their backs up against the wall. They've been counted out already in all these games. What does it matter? So they're playing with house money at this point. All the pressure falls on the shoulders of the Miami Heat tonight. Yeah, see, I agree with you. And, and you know, hey, it's a good look. Yeah, we're eating popcorn and all this stuff. But, you know, inside, you know, it still matters. Like, if you care deeply mm-hmm. about winning, you know – you know the, the tenor of a series. Right. Right. And when the series shifts, like when the momentum shifts, and it was funny, I was having this conversation with the big brain who will join us a little bit later on, and we were talking about this was before game five. You kind of thought that once they staved off this sweep in Miami, that, you know what, Boston would take a real shot at this thing. Because you come home, all of a sudden you win 3-2, and then it's like, you go in, you got all the momentum because if you win this one game, you're coming on the game seven, and you got to know, you got to think that, that Miami's just going to wilt in the game seven. You would think, but it's also, I think there's a reason why a team has never come back from being down 0 3 in a series. It's really difficult to beat a good team, even a team that, that you know you're better than. And I think we can admit that Boston just from how they're built in a general sense if all things are equal Boston is a better team than Miami they're just not yeah. playing as well right now oh they are right now they are I guess so they, these last couple of games it's really difficult to beat a good team four times in a row uh and so I agree th- that's the so I think this is the sixth time or seventh time that a team has uh well if they if Boston wins tonight it would be the sixth or seventh time that a team has fought back from 0-3 to tie it and force a game seven uh, and of course, the team that was up 3-0 ultimately has ended up winning all of those series. So, but I, I'm with you though. I still feel if Miami does not find a way to win tonight, I would load up on Boston to take this thing in seven games, especially with them going back home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I'm I'm with you, man. I I look at it and go, I you know, I don't know how you stave off that kind of thing, that kind of deal. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I just, the, the enormity of it. And it, again, it, Jimmy's one thing, but it's, it's still a team. Like, you need, you know, he, he needs help. And as, as great as a big game player as he is, you know, I mean, you're only as good as what's around you. Yeah, you got to have guys like Struess. I mentioned Adebayo in the first hour. He has to have a big night. When they win, it's when he plays well. He's, he, he's the, uh, he's kind of the barometer for them you know Kyle Lowry has had some solid games uh in the series too you know so they, they just need their yeah, guys he got that hand thing he's, he's yeah he's doing what yeah so they, they just need their guys to produce you know the way they have been like 
Caleb Martin or Cody Martin, whichever, whichever Martin twin it is, I always yeah. forget forget which one is which. Uh, but I don't. He's not. He doesn't have to drop thirty like he right. did in Game Three. Uh, but he can't go five for twelve like he did the other night either. Yeah. So there has to be a balance in there somewhere. Agreed. Yeah, that's the Caleb. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, I want to do this little exercise with you. We're gonna have some fun. Right. So uh, I stumbled across this uh, meme about the NBA franchises. All right. And so here are the categories, and the categories are, uh, it says, all right, old school, new money, on the rise, seen better days, time to blow it up, poverty, all right? Hmm. So... There are four teams in the old school elite. What do you think? I guess I don't know what the what they mean by old school. What like what so? I'll give you. Mean? I'll give you on the Lakers. Okay. Right, old school elite, like just a franchise of great success. Okay, so we're just talking about in general terms, not their specific situations right now for these Correct. franchises. Okay? Right. It's basically was, over the, the years. I didn't understand. And so. where the where the franchise is at. Okay. So the standing of the franchise as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, so absolutely. Old school elite, the elite of the NBA, Lakers, Celtics are in there, I'm sure. Correct. Um, now these two teams are not, they are, they've had success in the past, even though not now the past, that's your hand. Like Chicago. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then there's one more. I would say San Antonio on. Yes. Okay. The big brain on thingy. I love it. So well, just teams that have had runs of success over a long period. That's of time. it. I mean, That's the four. Yeah. The mighty four in the old school elite category. Lakers, Celtics, Spurs and Bulls. Yeah. How about that? Nice job. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact numbers on this. Somebody somebody crunched them a couple of years ago. But like those franchises Won like seventy percent of the NBA championships over like a thirty-year period, or something crazy like that. Yeah, if yeah, not, yeah, if not yeah. a little bit more than that. Yeah, which is which right. is unreal. Talk about yeah. lack of parity. <laughs> Jeez. Now there's there's something called the next tier down is the new money st- uh, tier. New money, okay, and so these are there's emerging three teams. In the new money category. And these are like emerging franchises or uh, teams that are relatively new. Just or just uh, new. I, I mean maybe not new. One's one I don't know why they would call it new money, but I I mean it's kinda of hard to to give you the hint. It's basically the second tier. Hmm. It's like the you know, not elite, but it's the next tier. So it would be so there's three teams, and they, they give you yeah, – I'll just give them to you. Also, I'll probably put Denver in there. I would think they'd be one of them. No. Okay. I thought the same thing, but no. No Denver. Okay. They're the next tier down. All right. So who do we have in this tier? You got Golden State. Sure. Miami and Dallas. Yeah. 
Because I mean, if you look at yeah, I mean, look Dallas over the last twenty five years or so, I've been extremely successful. They've only won one championship, but um, that's more than many other franchises can say. Golden yeah. State's new, to your point. You know, they were terrible for so long. Finally turned it around, and I'd say over the last what nine years, they've been one of the best teams in the league. And who was the last one? Miami. Yep. Kind of the same. They yep. were competitive most of the time. Won a championship with D-Wade and Shaq and then turned it over with the Heatles and did their thing again, and now they're running it back with a completely different roster, which is really impressive. So, yeah, I'd put them in that category. Absolutely. And then they go franchise on the rise. Now, these are the risers rising to the top tiers. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, would the Clippers be in there? No, no, okay. definitely not. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've they've been pretty successful the last few years. Oh, well, wait till I tell either. you where they're at. Okay, uh, Phoenix. Yes, very good. The other team you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets are in there. Correct. There's another team out west. There's actually three more teams out west, too, to be honest with you. Sacramento. Correct. Good job. Wow. There's two more teams out west and one team in the east. That's interesting about Sacramento because they've literally, they've been terrible for 20 years. Yeah. They one good they year. They give them on the rise. And now yeah. Yeah. Uh, Memphis. Correct. New Orleans. No. Kind of even even without Zion, they had a pretty good year this yeah, year. No. Um, you said another team out west. Yep. Oklahoma City with Shea. Probably. Yeah, buddy. No. And then one team in the East. I'm leaning towards Cleveland, but I don't think it's Cleveland. No. You can't really call Milwaukee. Yes. On the rise, Milwaukee. they kind of been there. I know. I thought the same thing, but they go Milwaukee. If anything, Milwaukee should have been in that previous tier. I know. But they go Milwaukee. I mean, they've already won a championship. Yeah. You have a two-time MVP and defensive player of the year. They're not on the rise. They're here. They're already here. Yeah, I agree. I think they should be the second tier. Yeah, agree. Then they go the fourth tier is like seen better days, kind of withering franchises. New York Knicks. No, no. <laughs> I know they had a good year this past year, so I don't jump. No, down they're my they're at fans. the bottom tier. Are they? Wow. Yeah. Uh, seen better days. Indiana Pacers. Uh correct. Okay. Uh, and since I just saw a highlight of this the other day, the old Tayshawn Prince chase down of Reggie Miller in the Eastern Conference Finals a few years ago, I'll say the Detroit Pistons seen better, better days. Yes, correct, correct. Uh, how many teams are in this tier? There are two, four, six. Six. There's a couple of West Coasters. Oh, uh, Utah. Nope. No. They definitely have seen better days. I'll say that. I um, agree. Actually, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, they would yeah. be a prime candidate yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Houston yeah. Rockets absolutely should be in there. Yes, yes. Um, You're rolling. So, Jazz, Pacers, Rockets, Pistons, you need two more teams, one in the West and one in the East. One West, one East. Um... 
The one in the the east is northwest. Portland? Yes. Oh. And I guess you can't really argue. No. It's hard I to. I mean, they're pretty like, you know. And then one in the southeast. Charlotte? A little further south. Orlando? Yes, yes. Yeah, I guess. So, seen better days like Withering, Pistons, Blazers, Rockets, Magic, Pacers, Jazz. I like the Magic were never. I mean, you know what? They had, they've had? they had two different runs. They had the Shaq and Penny years. They had the Dwight Howard years. So, all right, I'll give them that. Time to blow it up is the next category. There's two more categories. Okay. Time to blow it up and then what they call poverty. <laughs> All right. Now, so I'm wondering if the Clippers are in time to blow it up. Yes. Yeah, I understand that. There are six, seven teams in poverty. Wait, so how many teams are in time to blow it up? I mean, seven teams in time to blow it up, okay. four in poverty. Got Forgive it. me. Uh, I could see Philadelphia in time to blow it up. Yes, yes. Um, Clippers, Sixers. Okay. I would have said Brooklyn, but they already did. <laughs> um, Brooklyn, yes. Oh, is Brooklyn in that category? Yes. They already yes. have. What's, what's yeah. left to blow up? Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Are, people are driving into Barclays to see Spencer Dinwiddie. Right, um, right. What else? Um, blow it up. Atlanta, I can see. Yes, yeah. you're the man. Atlanta. Trey Young floating out there. You yeah. got three left, and one you mentioned already. One Actually, I mentioned previously. Two you mentioned already. Oh. New Orleans. And New Orleans, correct. I don't agree with that, but okay. And then there's two in the East. The Knicks? Nope. Also, oh, they're poverty. Yeah. Um, One's up north. Toronto? Correct. I feel like they're already semi-blown up anyway. And the other team, actually, I like the team itself today, but they put it in time to blow up the franchise. Uh... Unless, unless Bron goes back. Cleveland? Why would you yeah. blow that up? That's dumb. They, just, they've already rebuilt. They have a great young core. I Who put this thing? list together? Some of these. I don't know. I don't know. What it, what some it, of these are ridiculous. Yeah. And then finally, the, the lowest tier, the worst tier, the poverty tier, the worst franchises in all the NBA. There's four of them. You got the Knicks. Who are the other three? Well, the Wizards are definitely in there. Yes, the Wiz, the Wizards are horrible. Yes. Uh, well, I got to give MJ's Hornets in there too, right? Correct, the Hornets. So who does that leave? And then that leaves the team with fleas. And they've uh, listen the Timberwolves. Yes, <laughs> yes, correct. There you have it. You did a great job in this exercise, Fig. Oh, thank you. You aced it. But even Minnesota's got some talent. Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to be one of the young fans. Yeah, I agree. I, I love Anthony Edwards, but that franchise does suck. It's not, it has not been well run, no. to say the least. The Knicks, trash. Well, Hornets, trash. Unfortunately, you can't get rid of the owner. That's the thing that's right. holding the Knicks back. I think and Tibbs the Wizards, has done a good job. You know, you know what I feel bad for? Washington, D.C. people. Sports franchise, sports fans in D.C.? I mean, is there a more trash <laughs> sports 
scene than Washington? Like the uh, Nationals to search are horrific, right? Like they had all that talent. They let all those guys walk because they don't want to pay them. Yeah. Although they did win a World Series, so at least they have that to hang their head. Right, on. but then you know, then you then you leave everybody go, and yeah. that was a COVID piece too. True. Uh, so it was a half of Fugazi. Right. The Capitals are terrible this year. The, um, the, the, the Wizards are just. The Wizards are terrible. I mean, the Wizards are horrible, horrible. And then you got Commanders. You know, which who knows what that's going to look like with Josh. Now Harris. listen, I think they're going to be on the on the rise. I think Josh Harris. We'll have them on the rise. I think he's a good owner. He, yeah. I, I know he's a good owner, and I think that whole crew will kind of turn the franchise around. But it's going to take a while. On Josh Harris, though, too, saying that he's people criticize him for being like, oh, he's an asset management guy, and he might not put all the funds necessary into the team. No, and he wants to actually turn nonsense. a profit. No, no. So no, I honestly no because I saw him. He he's going into luxury tax with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. He has the the deepest. They have. 42 assistant coaches. That's insane. I mean, like, you know, you look at their assistant <laughs> coaches. Every individual player can have, like, three personal coaches. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's unbelievable how ridiculous. many how many uh, assistant coaches they have. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't see that. I think he's been – and by the way, he's, he's he did bring that franchise from uh, – talk about poverty. Like, yeah. they were horrible. They one year with AI, and then after that, they were trash. Yep. And then he brought them, you know, to relevancy. He brought the Devils to relevancy. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I have nothing against them. I was just going, that's that's just some some stuff that I was hearing. Yeah. That people shouldn't be as gung-ho about him buying the commanders as they think. No, actually, I think he's going to do a great job. Actually, I enjoy, like, you know, if, if I was to look at it from a fan perspective, you know, you're better off if Dan Snyder was still running that thing. Because there was no way in the world they would ever they'd ever win with him. No. No. They had what, 20, 30 years to prove that. Right. Right. Now Interest, I think you know, this was you know, a, I think yeah, I think Josh Harris is gonna is gonna ace it. Well. Interesting yeah. list. Uh many things I think in here were misplaced. Why anybody would ever suggest blowing up the Cavaliers right now makes zero yeah, I agree. Sense I to think me. and I don't even know why you, you would hammer that franchise when They've been you successful know, recently. You're right. I know all under the men. umbrella of LeBron, but doesn't matter who was there. They, they were still the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers won the, won the championship, not LeBron James. It was the Cavs I, team. So I'm with you. They got a title under their belt. They have how many finals appearances against Golden State under their belts? And they've rebuilt that in short order with all this really good young talent. Yeah, yeah. I think you're spot on. All right, let's take a quick T.O. We'll come right back. Where the fellas also, man, we come back. We got to talk to on DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. Ooh. He wants to play with Jalen Hurts. Ah, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> I know. I already read that. Oh, my God. Where the fellas hanging Memorial Day weekend right here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, oh, good morning. Welcome back, fellas. From the TireRock.com studios, fellas, brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms. Check it out for yourself at Discover.com backslash match. All right. Fig, two things. One, Hopkins. 
Where does he go? And he wants to play with Hurts. Is it possible that they could, the Eagles could go do a one-year deal, somehow get Hopkins in, and it's Hopkins, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Well, first, I'll say it was not just Hurts. He gave a list of quarterbacks that he said he would like I to know, play I'm with. I get it. I, and honestly, I, I think it would be overkill, but go ahead. It will be. I, I, the problem is every place that he listed will be overkill. None of those places have needs. None of those places have like a lot of money to give to him. I don't know how much money he would make anyway. He's already getting paid. Uh, so it will be a minimum or probably just above a minimum anyway. But, you know, Baltimore loaded up on receivers this offseason. Kansas City has no money unless he just wants to play with Mahomes on the cheap. And I mean, because that's all they need is another receiver. I'll be honest with receiver. you. They need him. I mean, do they need him? Kind of. I mean, they just won a Super Bowl and we're just fine. That would be great. They don't have a star receiver. Uh, Travis Kelsey's a receiver. He's not a tight end, whatever you want to call it. But Right, but they don't um, have any outside guys. And it didn't hurt them at all this past year, did it? So, so no, no. I won't no, say you're they right. They him. won. I mean, I can't say anything. They won. But their offense, you know, again, how much better it was when you had Tyree Kill. I mean, it was top, it was top three in every category this past year without him. So I don't think they need him either. I think they look. They don't have a you know a household name at receiver like they used to. I'll say that, but it certainly isn't a need. He mentioned Justin Herbert. Chargers have you know two top receivers plus they just drafted one, and they don't have a lot of money either. You know, the, so I mean every and the Philadelphia Eagles as you mentioned will be. I mean the rich get richer from that standpoint, but that wouldn't be a need either. That would be a luxury signing. So every place that he listed that he would like to go. None of these franchises really need him. I guess if you were to say Kansas City, I guess, would quote-unquote need him in that they don't have a true star X type of receiver. But they yeah. prove that they don't need that. Although they at least yeah, prove I mean, that they can win without I mean, it's easier if you have it, no? I, sure. But I just, I won't say, I can't say that they need it. They don't need it. They don't. Mm-hmm. That will be a luxury no. signing. For, for every franchise that he listed... Every last one of them will be luxury signings. Luxury, huh? None of those places need them. If anything, if I'm Baltimore, I try to get as many viable weapons around Lamar Jackson. So, like, if there's one that I'd say, like, all right, this should, this would work, even though they've invested a lot in receivers this offseason, you can never have enough talented pass catchers around Lamar is the way that I look at it. Yeah, Especially I, guys that with I big, agree with. Guys with big catch radiuses or radii. I don't know what the plural will be Radi- there. No, I uh, think radiuses is right. Yeah, so someone like that. Can I just give you your starting your starting receivers right now on the depth chart? I'm listening. Kansas City. Yeah. Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Toney. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore. Yep. I mean, come on. I mean, come on, Ivo. Come on. They just won a Super Bowl. Okay, but they did just win a Super Bowl, but those receivers, pretty pedestrian. Sure. Richie James. I mean, yo, bro, I think they need him. I think it's a need. I just don't. How can you say it's a need when they just won a championship without but, a star uh, receiver? Who, who, who left? Somebody left, right? McCall Hartman, who barely did anything anyway? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... 
I know. I do. I just look at that group and I go, you know. You know, I look at it. I like Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore's got something. Kadarius Tony, you just can't count on. He gets hurt all the time. You're right. And Valdez Scantling, I mean, are, are, he's decent. Uh, but I mean, look, you have a superstar. You have the best quarterback in the entire league in Patrick Mahomes. A lot of times the, the, the quarterback makes the receivers. I think he's one of those who's good enough to where the quarterback to a certain degree can make the receivers. I agree. I agree with that statement. And look, and if if receiver was that big of a need for Kansas City, I think they would have gone more out of their way to address it this offseason. I and thought it was a mistake, I'll be honest with you. Well, maybe it was. We'll see. But I I mean they get the kid rice out of SMU. Sure. We'll see what yeah. he does. Yeah, you mentioned Sky Moore too. But I like Sky Moore. I mean, listen, Andy knows talent, so yeah. you know. So I trust him. Well, I do too, but I, again, I would I, I trust DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. And if you can sign him, and if you can afford him, and he's willing to take what you're offering, look, I'm look, I'm sure if he said if he called Andy Reid tomorrow and Brett Veach and said I want to come, they're not going to say no. <laughs> you know, at least I wouldn't think so. Um, and by the way, it's not like he's like a vertical stretch the field guy either. He's just a, he's a you know I mentioned a big catch radius. He doesn't necessarily yeah, but I think you well. have that like you sky more. And and uh, and Kadarius Tony can stretch the field. Yeah, but I mean, if you're talking about your underneath guys, uh, is Kelsey right? But then they have two. You have, I mean, you know, do you put DeAndre and Kelsey? Sure, I'm just saying. I mean, working together. I mean, you know, he doesn't add a dimension that you're necessarily missing. All right. So, I mean, you know, you can't swarm on Kelsey if you got DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I swarm on Kelsey anyway, and that doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> so I know I'm just, just the, you know, again, at some point, it just you lighten the load on on your on your super tight end. Yeah, if if it's necessary, which it, it, last year sure as hell didn't seem like it was. So I'm not saying they shouldn't sign him. I'm just fighting back on the fact that they need to sign him. Is all. All right. I think they're fine. Of all those teams that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean Baltimore. The problem is they just got all those new guys. They did. By the way, none of those guys still fit. I think DeAndre actually fits more of what they need around Lamar Jackson than any of the other guys they signed. A bigger guy. Yeah, but who, you can also make the same argument you just did with Andrews. Can I? I mean, Andrew, Andrews is good. He ain't Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's a unicorn. As good as Andrews is, he's not that. I can't put right, those two. He's not, they're not in the same but, category. Agreed, but he, but Andrews is that is the same. He's not a stretch of the field type of guy. No, no. But you talk about an off and look as good as Lamar Jackson is. He's not Pat Mahomes. I think you need to do as much as you can to increase the. I don't margin disagree with that. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Increase the margin for error from a throwing standpoint as much as you possibly can because the guys they've surrounded him with in the past. Little guys, your Hollywood Browns and all that. Yeah, he just no, hasn't thrived. no catch radius. Yeah, no. Like if I were if I were them, I'm getting me you know not literally, but Keenan Allen's, Mike Williams, like guys DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. big guys, AJ Browns. You know, even though he can take the top off a of defense too, but guys who you can just kind of throw it up and they can kind of fight for 50-50 balls because Lamar Jackson, at least so far through his career has not been the most accurate thrower, especially downfield, outside the numbers. Middle middle of the field to tight ends, absolutely. But if you're throwing to the outside, 
I like to have a more of a margin for error, and I think having a bigger receiver helps him with that. So I think that's why yes. I think D Hop going to Baltimore will make the most the most sense of all the other options. So I forgot too, and my man Keith, thank you Keith, hits me with Chiefs released Smith Schuster too. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, that was a, it was that certainly was a, very solid for them. Yes. I mean that's that's not that's the other. I know I forgot another piece. They shuttered down those two pieces. Mm-hmm. Now again, Sky Moore comes in, and Sky, you know, Andy must believe that Sky Moore is is going to take is taking that next step. Yeah, and look, he he very well might. No one knows better than uh, than Andy, who's in that building. Yeah, but they they are down receivers. That's my only point yes. of all these teams. That we mentioned, they're the teams that is down receivers. They don't have a a name at the receiver position. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, but you know they've they've gotten guys out of nowhere before. Not that Tyreek Hill came out of nowhere. He certainly was talented, and he fell because of off the field stuff. They've 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 shown the propensity to find people and make it work. Mm -hmm. Andy has specifically, and then when you have the best quarterback in the league, I think I have confidence in him in finding a way to make it work with. Almost anybody that he plays with. All right, so here's the other thing. All right, let me ask you this because we'll we'll uh, we'll do some trending and then I want to tackle this. So you saw that the Commanders were unable to uh, to to trademark their name. They got denied. Correct, which was weird, but yes. Because there's a squatter on the name. Mm-hmm. So they can't do the name. Well, they can't trademark the name. So do you change the name? If you're Josh Harris, you're coming in to clean up the whole thing. It's your baby. Do you just go, you know what? This name sucked anyway. Let's just get our own name and redo the whole thing. So I think so- about that. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. I won't answer yet. Hit us with trending, and then we'll tackle it. All right. Well, we'll go to Major League Baseball from Friday night. You had the Red Sox snapping a four-game losing streak. They beat Arizona 7-2, to a home run there for Kike Hernandez. Chris Sale picking up his fifth win of the season. Ten strike looks better, only He does. Looks a lot better. Well, he could have looked a lot worse <laughs> the last couple of years. True that. Man. But, hey, you know, got a World Series championship for Boston, so I guess it was worth it back in, back in 2018. They haven't done much since then, but – I, that's, I guess that's what happens when you go all in. I guess they'll take it. Uh, Max Scherzer back on the mound, too. Struck out eight, seven innings. Francisco Lindor with a home run. The Mets beating Colorado 5-2. to two. Marlins with a 6-2 to two victory over the Angels in Anaheim. Hunter Brown 5-1 and one on the season for Houston. They beat Oakland 5-2. to two. Kevin Gausman picked up his first win since late April. Toronto beat Minnesota 3-1. to one. Giants all over the Brewers 15-1. to one. Freddie Peralta charged with 10 runs, although there were two errors in one inning. So only five of those were earned, but still 10 runs against Freddie Peralta for Milwaukee. Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto helped pace the Padres over the Yankees 5-1. to one. Each of those guys hitting home runs. The Rays beat up Nora Syndergaard and the Dodgers 9-3. to three. Rangers, Guardians, and the Phillies with victories and as we mentioned DeAndre Hopkins released by the Arizona Cardinals on Friday 22 million dollar cap hit this year for Arizona back to the fellas Oof. yeah Oof. 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 
Oh, man. I saw uh, Mike Florio wrote a piece on them uh, earlier Friday afternoon saying they, they, this basically proves that they're tanking. They're not, uh, they don't want to spread the money across this year and next year to save money. There's like, hey, you know what? We're going to be bad. We're going to play for a top pick. Yep. Uh, and uh, we're just going to eat it now. Yeah. Well, they got a coach that can eat it. Yeah. Well, the quarterback's <laughs> going to follow him out, most likely. <laughs> Even with all the money he's made, he might be a candidate to get cut or traded next offseason, too. Although I don't know who would trade for him. Yeah. I don't know who would want him. I mean, you know, you talk about being, again, be reliable. Yep. Can you count on him? That goes back to it. Got a guy's a talent, but can you count on him? Yeah. And clearly That's you can. That's part of that theme. And another guy, by the way, it happens over and over and over again. You don't pay guys until you have to. Nah, exactly. The Rams did it with Jared Goff. Hell, the Rams did it with Matthew Stafford. <laughs> they won yeah, the Super Bowl. They paid him. How'd his elbow falls out? off. And now look at Kyler Murray. You signed him to an extension when you didn't have to do it. And now look at what's happening. I know. I'm with you. All right, uh, we come back. I want you to po- we pose the question. Do you just scrap the commander's name and say, you know what? Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll use a squad or keep it. You go ahead. Keep the name commanders. It stinks anyway, and it's got no feel to it. We'll go back. We'll do another name and then redo the franchise once and for all now that Snyder's out. We're the fellas hanging on Memorial Day Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Fellas, from the TireRack.com studios, Kevin Figures, I'm Anthony Gargano. Fig, just curious, would you scrap the commander's name? Well, it gets denied, right? So you can't trademark it. You got a squatter there. You say, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this time. If you're Josh Harris, I just bought this thing. This thing needs to be completely redone. I just spent $6 billion. I'll get my own name. What do you think? Yeah, I think from a, it'll be smart business to do that if you're not able to trademark it. I'm not the biggest fan of the commander name either, although... I mean, I'm trying to think. Whenever an expansion franchise comes up or a, yeah, the a name team rebrands, weird. the name is never good. Like it, right. initially, everybody hated the Pelicans. Everybody hated the Bobcats. What other expansion franchises? The Golden Knights. I mean, I don't like. Could you could you go to like the Hogs? Uh, you could. I think that because- that that would be a soft spot for a lot of people who uh, have a connection to the old, you know, the old name. It'd be, it'd be a weird mascot. Would you have like a pig? Yeah. You know? Red hogs. All right. Like a menacing looking pig? Yeah, you like create you have like, your own caricature. It's the hogs. Because you have like you have like the like a muscle up pig. Yeah. So I guess the I guess Arkansas is like a javelina, I guess. Not necessarily. Right, like a the razorbacks. Pig. Yeah. Uh so yeah, maybe you can go with hogs. I mean, because like you need because here's what you need to do. If you're Washington, what you need to do is you gotta cre- you have to link it to the past, right? Link it to its. It watch the, the the franchise lost its mojo and it lost its history. Well, you can argue it lost its mojo way before they they changed the name, but yeah. Well, it did I? You no, know, I agree. I mean, I, I'm just saying it just lost everything, right? No, and I agree with you. The, the you know. Long after the name change, long before the name change, the franchise was horrible, right? Like, yep. you know, you, you you haven't been relevant since the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. I know Shanahan had the cup of coffee and the playoffs and all that stuff. But really, the glory, you haven't really since done anything since Gibbs left. Have they won a playoff game? I know they made it a couple of times. I know they made it once or twice with Shanahan. The they made it, they made it yeah. once with Gibbs, the second go around with Joe Gibbs. Maybe they won one playoff game. I think Gibbs may have won one. So you got, let's look at it. I mean, that's amazing. I'm just going to look it up now because that's crazy. It's pretty bad. So you, oh my God, dude. 2020, they lost the wild card to Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. 2015, they lost the wild card to Green Bay. 2012, they lost wild card to Seattle. 2007, 
They left. They lost the wild card to Seattle. When was the last? Their time last they won a win was 05. They beat Tampa in the wild card. Okay, and I think that was Gibbs. And they lost to Seattle. Yeah. In '99, they won. They beat Detroit in the wild card, and they lost to Tampa. I think I was. I think I was Shanahan. No, oh five. Uh, no, I think twelve was Shanahan because that was RG three. I want to say oh five was Jason Campbell, which I think would have been Joe Gibbs. Hmm. I mean, to go back to the last time. They won two playoff games. Was nineteen ninety one, dude? That's incredible. That ninety one, of course, they go to the Super Bowl and they beat the Bills. Mm. That's the last time that they were. I mean, think about that for a second. And this is a marquee franchise, right? In the NFL, a blue blood franchise. It's sad, man. It is. I mean, if I if I'm them, I I go I go change the name. I do like you the know. suggestion oh, of the Hawks. The fellas, right here, Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Happy Memorial Day weekend, fellas. Live from the TireRack.com. Studios. What a uh, beautiful uh, Memorial Day weekend. We hope everybody is, you know, going to have a great weekend and do your cookouts and uh, your shore and everything else. Don't forget, fellas, from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Uh, got a yo, Figgy. My boy Tooch is up and listening. He's getting ready for a 40-mile uh, bike ride. Ooh. It's about 38 more miles than I'm willing to go. So much love <laughs> to you there, Tooch. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's incredible. Yeah, they're doing a. He does this thing every year. It's a uh, tour to shore. It's called. Okay. So nice. it's like a. It's like an an eighty mile piece. Wow. You know. That's incredible. You go, you go from Philadelphia to the Jersey Shore, basically, and it's uh, right to the beach. So it's a it's a hike to Atlantic City. Nice. So it's uh, it's kind of it's a cool thing, and he does a he does a good job. He he's in insane shape. Yeah, he's like he God bless him. He's uh, he's he, he's done done a great job to go do it, man. Good for him, that's great. Yeah, yeah. is this so an actual race or is it just like one? Of, is it yeah, like a, you know, it's a race, but it's really like, can you do it? It's yeah. more you're taking it's more, on the course. Yeah, yeah, it's more like, can you get that thing done? Yeah. Especially, you know, you, you hit 50, you're going to go, mm-hmm. can I can I get it done? So he gets it done. God I did not bless. know that he was 50, too, by the way. Even more kudos to you. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, he, you know, he he turned 50, and he's like, you know, let me let me do it. And he's uh, he's doing a good job. So Oh, you know, he's going to leave some, like, 28-year-old in the dust. That's going to happen. 
this kid who was just, you know, partying the night before, saying whatever. It's like, oh, I can beat all these. And <laughs> he'll be huffing and puffing. Cooch will just be rolling. Yeah. Big Cooch smile on his face. will be yeah, totally yeah. fine. What's up, what's up, brother? <laughs> so like, you need some help, youngster? If I hear some water. <laughs> I'll see you at the next turn. So, uh, in case you joined us, lots to do. We're talking about We talked a lot about Miami Boston game six tonight. And uh, this is a, I keep going back to it, man. This is Jimmy time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's it. The Jimmy and Spo. Not for nothing. Spolstra's a great coach. Yes. They, they have no business being here. None. No. Nope. After all the injuries that they've had, no business being here. And the fact that they got themselves a 3 nothing lead against Boston, a superior team, is ridiculous. And, like, I mean, the, the, I mean, the coaching matchup is not it's, – it's, it's a ginormous mismatch. Joe Mazzula might be a good coach, might end up being a good coach, but he has not coached a very good playoff run here for Boston. And to your point, Eric Spolstra – is considered by many to be the best coach in the NBA. So this will this will be the true test. Jimmy, like I said, I expect Jimmy to show up. I expect him to ball out and have a big game. How they choose to defend and look, maybe they know they can't take Tatum away, and maybe they try to find some you know something funky to do with Jalen Brown and try to take him out of the game. Because you're to your point, you know I mentioned how Bam Adebayo is kind of above an X factor, but when he plays well, Miami wins. The same thing goes for Boston. When Jalen Brown, their second best player, goes off and especially gets off early, that's a good omen for them the rest of the night. So I wonder what uh, he has up his sleeve, he being Spo, to throw at Jalen Brown to try to take him out of the game early. Because I think at a certain point, a guy like Tatum, he might struggle or he might score 40 on 52% shooting, you know? Oh, yeah. Some of those guys you just can't do anything about. But Brown it, might be a little bit easier. It, you know, it's interesting tonight. I think tonight could be a Horford night. Yeah, one of those nights where the old vet does his thing. Kind you don't see it coming. About, you know, could it be? Could it be a, a Horford? Could it be a Big Al night? Like a look, it's certainly possible. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. really had one of those games yet that I can that I can remember. I know. I know. I'm thinking about that. All right, uh, real quick. You know me well. Yep. So what did I just look up during our last break? And it it's a schedule. Um, I don't know, the NFL preseason schedule? Close. How about week zero? Oh. <laughs> yes, I can't. I'm so looking forward to Ball State versus Dude, uh, no, Incarnate no. Word. USC's playing <laughs> Week Zero. Come I'm aware. I'm, Come on. I'm well aware. Week Trust Zero. Me, I know. College won't football, stop baby. About it. I got it. Come on, man. You don't. You tell me you're not looking forward to Week Zero. I'm looking forward to any meaningful football that we can get to. So, yes, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. There's just typically the Week Zero matchups are not much to ride home about. Dude, it doesn't matter. It's oh, Week it does. Zero. It does matter. You're in on Week Zero. How could you not be? 
I mean, sure, I'll watch, but I'm not going to. Saturday, August 26. I'm not tossing and turning saying, oh, my God, I got to watch UMass New Mexico State. Uh, I am. <laughs> yeah, well. Come on, bro. More power to you. <laughs> Look at, Here you go. Here's your seven games on week zero. You ready? Yeah, we ready for the epic Hawaii-Vanderbilt rematch? What Correct. Was what was that, 85 to nothing last year or whatever it was? <laughs> okay, well, a revenge for the Rainbow <laughs> Warriors. Okay. All right. Yeah. USC San Jose State. <gasps> UMass New Mexico State, like you said. How about a little Bobcat action? Ohio against the <laughs> San Diego State Aztecs. That's a great game. Great. It's probably the best game on the slate, but I don't know if I'd say it's great. And then, dude, come on, dude. You know you're in on the Irish. The Irish and Navy. And that game is in Dublin, I think. Yes, it is. In Dublin. Come on. That's awesome. Navy, Notre Dame. I mean, look, from a name standpoint, 100%. But from a matchup standpoint, what is Notre Dame? Notre Dame is a 20-point favorite in that game. Yeah. It's good. Listen, just to watch. You never know. Early on. Well, the, the you Navy never know. option, true. The, the, middies. the option can come up and bite some people. The middies, early? You don't know that. Come on, never count out the the middies. Yeah, I, I'm i not very optimistic about uh, about Navy in that game, to be honest with you. Well, I might say they're going to win the game, but maybe they give the Irish a sweat over in Dublin. Mm. That um, would love, I actually would love to go to that game. Be pretty sweet. Wouldn't that be a fun game yeah, to go to? Pretty sweet. I won't lie. And then, but here's here's what I love about it is that it's still it's August 26th, and then you got you know that's the that's the start of the season. Then the Thursday, that Thursday is the big first kind of foray into the games, where, you know. Mm-hmm. Although this Thursday, these Thursday games don't look that uh, appetizing. <laughs> You know, Florida, say. Utah is a good game, though, dude. That's a good game. Sure. Absolutely. Nebraska, Maddie. I got Maddie Rule. Nebraska, Minnesota. Huskers. Although That's I find a Thursday it, game. Yeah, there's a lot of. I feel like the, there's games. There's a slate of games on August 30th, which is interesting because that's a Wednesday. I'm like, what am I missing on a Wednesday in August that they have all there's like a full slate of games? Wait a second. Are you, I don't see this. If I'm looking at this correctly. See, I only have August 28th and then I go right to August 31st. I got Friday, August 25th. That's Hawaii, Vandy, San Jose State, USC, that Navy, Notre Dame. That's Saturday. All right. Then maybe my, maybe my dates are off then. Yeah. Thursday. Your Wednesday is really Thursday. Got you. Okay. And that's Nebraska, Minnesota. You're looking at Nebraska, Minnesota, Florida, Utah? Correct, yes. Yeah, that's Thursday. All right. Well, maybe my maybe my timing is screwed up. And that's up actually my, not uh, bad because it's Kent State, US, uh, UCF, so you get Central Florida. And then there's a games, there's a handful of games Friday, September 1st, Stanford, Hawaii, Michigan State, Central Michigan. And then there's the the big Saturday. It's really the Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Listen, 
you know, the summer's Memorial Day to Labor Day, right? Correct. So, Absolutely. You know, you got, you know, the back end, September 2nd, and here's your notable games. You ready? Yes. On that Saturday. Please tell me which ones are notable. <laughs> Please. Sat- Come on, man. How could you not look for I, – if I could pre- – I made a deal the other day because everybody loves summer. I uh-huh. get it. Summer, son, listen, I mean, you know, I understand it. But I made a deal the other day that I said I, I don't want to wish away my life, right? So I don't want to press the fast-forward button. However, if I could stack the time and put it to the end of the year of my life, I mean mm-hmm. – like, so you take this time and from now until Labor Day and you stack it at the end of your life so you don't lose it. Yeah. I would hit the fast forward button right through summer to get to football. Okay. Would you do that? No. As much as I love football, <laughs> I would absolutely not do that. I love the summer. South Carolina, pool, North Carolina. Beach, all that stuff. Virginia, Tennessee. Washington State, Colorado State. How about UCLA Coastal? Come on, Fig. Come on, what do I think? That's no, a good game. It is. You want Coastal? I know they're they're going to cover. Year last what do you year. think the line is for it's Coastal? Fourteen and a half. I I'm yes, aware. <laughs> yes. That's a Coastal and, line. And Coastal's Coastal's had a good run the last couple of years. Yeah, UCLA is going to mop the floor with him. I feel I confident. I feel confident in saying that right now in May. Not even knowing who the UCLA quarterback is going to be, by the way. Well, you're binding the chip into the chip. Yeah, they've turned a the corner. You think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, Saturday night, West Virginia, Penn State, Ooh. Colorado, TCU. That's it. Those are good games. Colorado TCU is intriguing because of the Dion factor. Coach Prime. Yeah. Come on, who don't love Coach Prime? Well, there's, he has his set, his set of detractors or haters or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they're hating. <laughs> and then uh, Sunday, LSU, Florida State. That uh, was an epic Tigers. game last year. That was an epic game that came down to the finish and um, at, the, at the very end in overtime. So I'll give it that. Now, my only beef, I got one beef. Only one? Because LSU is going to be good, but am I only got one beef. Yeah, but the Monday night Labor Day night game, which is always a big deal because it's a solo game. Yeah, usually. Clemson, Duke. Yeah, you can't go Duke. Signed up for that Labor Day night. Who made that schedule? Uh, I don't know if they had to deal with it. With it has to be ACC schools or something. And you can't go. You can't go short into the stick Duke. thing. That's terrible. And it's at Duke at that. Yeah. Or or the Labor Day. In Death Valley. I mean, geez. Usually that that Monday Labor Day night game is a big game. Well, last year the LSU Florida State was a Labor Day game. Yeah. Now it's the Sunday night one. That's weird. Come on. That's a violation. You got to end the weekend on on a great game. I can. My only guess is. ESPN or ABC or whoever has it has some sort of contractual thing with the ACC and they had to rotate in because otherwise it makes no sense. I have to believe that this is some sort of contractual uh, reasoning as to why they did this. Yeah, that's a violation. 
I gotta tell you. But I'm gonna. Yeah, you're gonna watch it, right? Just like you told me. Will I watch it? Yes, yes I will exactly. watch. Yeah. So I mean, you're gonna watch regardless. College football. It's like somebody told me when I complained about the Detroit Lions being on opening night for the NFL. So as much as I complained about it, I didn't say I wouldn't watch. I just said there were teams I'd rather watch, but I'll still watch them. Yeah. You definitely, well, you got to watch that. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I'll watch for a half until they're down 30. Yeah. <laughs> football. Yeah. Football. Jared Goff, Goff throws one of his six interceptions in the first half. Yeah. Dude, how, how bad are they going to be? The Lions? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I'm thinking I, I had the Rams on the brain. Oh, sorry. I was uh, the Lions will be pretty solid yeah. this year. Yeah, I, I agree. The Rams will be bad. Yes, they, they, they are an identity crisis at the moment. They, they should have sold. They should have traded Aaron Donald, maybe Cooper Cup, although he's still young. But they're in no man's land. I don't think they're bad enough to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, but they're definitely not good enough to compete for a playoff spot. So I, I think the over under for them, I think, is six and a half. And I think yeah, that's if probably, I were them, I would I would have went all in on a tank. Yeah, I would have just punted, you know. But again, it, that's hard to do with Matthew Stafford. They gave him that extension. Yeah. They have to pay him a crap ton of money, which I think will be spread over two years if they cut him loose. Yeah. So the the problem is, had they not signed him to an extension, they could have made the the divorce a lot easier and started a rebuild. So now, unfortunately, you have a chance to be able to take the hometown kid with the first overall pick in the draft, but you're not bad enough. And you easily could have made yourself bad enough, um, but you put yourself in salary cap hell. Well, so I got I, 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 I'm completely with you. Completely with you. All right, we're gonna take a quick to. I gotta tell you, I'm, I mean, uh, you got me getting in football mode, man. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm in football. <laughs> I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. F- football mode, it is, baby. So I want to ask you about some of the rule changes coming up, and what you think. We'll discuss. We got to we got to talk a little football, man. It's the beginning of the summer. At least we got through the spring. That's right. We're almost there, baby. <laughs> I sometimes I I think, man, I'm really an idiot. Uh, we are, <laughs> we're the you gotta, fellas. You be nicer to yourself, man. <laughs> Kevin Figures, I'm Anthony Gargano. The fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, welcome back on this Memorial Day weekend Saturday, fellas. Kevin Figures, I'm Anthony Gargano. Got our man Mighty Mark, and of course the Big E hanging out. Fellas are brought to you by Discover. Yes, at the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. All right, Fig. couple things. One, I got to laud Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, you you said something to me, and I saw the story, and there's something about Mahomes that he basically said his on-the-field legacy is more important than being the highest-paid quarterback. Like, that to me is just ultimate. Like, he knows he's he's got the money. He's mm-hmm. got money. He's got all the great endorsements. It's the Brady thing, right, where they go, I'm going to be able to make all that money so if I take a little less and not take all the money from the team, it's an investment in myself. Yeah, an investment in myself and my career in that I'll have a better opportunity to win if the team has more money to bring more resources and not have to spend it all on me. It's one of the great quotes, and I'm so happy that he said that because uh, that, that's unfortunately not the mentality of most major athletes. Uh, like, hey, look, quarterbacks in particular. Lamar Jackson just had a giant back and forth with the Ravens all offseason. Aaron Rodgers, through his career, and I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's, you know, in the running for best yeah, quarterback well, right. of all time. But I mean, he hurt himself because for years he had to, he was the best, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL in Green Bay, already a small market that doesn't have a lot of capital, and you're hamstringing them even more. Like, I, I laud Brady. I'm one of his biggest critics. He was a great player, Hall of Famer, obviously. But one thing I would never say is that he wasn't a great leader, that he didn't sacrifice. And I think that's as big of a reason as any, that he has so much success because he was willing to sacrifice. And Pat Mahomes, look how successful he's already been. I mean, the Chiefs have gone to the AFC Championship game literally every year he's been in the, uh, been a starter. That's remarkable. And he could very easily demand more money. See what Lamar got, see what Kyler Murray got, see who whatever Joe Burrow is going to get, and to get more and more and more. But he said it's not that's not what's important to him. He wants to be able to win. The idea to be able to stop and say enough is enough. I signed a $500 million contract, however the deferments work, or it's not actually all real money, whatever you want to call it. To your point, Ant, he's getting paid. He's fine. 
If he decided to retire tomorrow, he'd be fine. He's set for life. He has generational wealth. Now it's about his legacy playing career on the field. He wants to be one of the best players, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, one of the greatest winners of all time. And the, the way to do that is to make sure you have a good team around you. And the way to do that is to not eat up all the money. So I, I, I'm with you. I give all the kudos in the world to Patrick Mahomes for saying that. And, and you could make the argument, too, that we love it because we're competitive junkies. Like, we love competitors. So, you know, we love Mahomes for that. But you could also make the argument that it's a great business move. Because if you think about it, if I take 25% less, all right? So I'm investing, just say it's 25%. I'm investing 25% into my team. So being the quarterback of my team, if I'm a great quarterback and a great player and I know that I've taken less, 25% less to invest back in my team, now all of a sudden I'm going to be playing on Sunday night. I'm going to be playing on Monday night. I'm going to be one of the faces of the league. And therefore, that 25% I invested, I could quadruple – in endorsements. Yep, 100%. No doubt. You know, that I already make it up with one state farm. <laughs> yeah. And that one state farm we see in every commercial break for every game. <laughs> like, right. So that just doubles, it just builds and builds on top of itself. And then after that, it's every other, you mm-hmm. know, and there's a million, you know, you look at him. Like when you're a good, when you're, and you, you know, he's got a good personality, Patrick Mahomes. And if you just have a little bit of that stuff, you're 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 gold. Oh yeah, self-deprecating, which always helps when you're, especially when you're an athlete that great. Like it's 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 very tough for me to uh, to fawn over a Kansas City Chief as I'm wearing my silver and black colors over here. Dude. But I mean, it's, when I mean, look, you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, dude, you really yeah. do. It's incredible. But that's to me a winner. Like it's mm-hmm. smart. You're just investing in your team, which is really investing in yourself. You're the quarterback. Like what do you? Like yeah, it's great that you get all the money, but then you know, then you stink. Right. At some point, you just can't. You know, there's a reason why people win on your rookie deals. Like that's what happens. Yeah. And for the argument of you know, someone said, well, don't give the team a discount because. Yeah, you might take 25% less, but who's to say they're going to use that 25% smartly? It's like, well, if you don't trust the organization, then maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't trust yourself. And, like, I know early on in your career you have no choice over that, but, I mean, if you don't trust the organization to put pieces around you to win, then maybe you should question whether you should play for the organization. And, obviously, Patrick Mahomes has all the trust in the world in Andy Reid and uh, Brett Veach, and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, that, listen, that blueprint is is the way you do it. It's the way you win. You know, from Andy on down, when Andy's done and, you know, having Spags do the, the, the defense and having his guy, Brett Veach, I mean, like, you know, it just, it, it's, he's got it down to a science, man. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It is. Uh, do me a favor. Hit me with some trending. And then I got to ask you about the Raiders and what's going on with the Raiders and Devontae Adams. Interesting question. 
Well, uh, we'll get to that in a second. First, we'll go back to Friday night with some baseball. Uh, Pittsburgh lighting up the scoreboard. Seven home runs. They beat Seattle 11-6. to Home runs there for Brian Reynolds and Andrew McCutcheon. Chris Sale picks, picks up win number five of the season. Red Sox picking up a 7-2 to win over Arizona. A home run from Jorge Soler leading the Marlins to a 6-2 to victory over the Angels in Anaheim. Houston's won nine of their last 11. They beat Oakland 5-2. to It was the Mets 5 and the Rockies 2. Francisco Lindor with a home run. Craig Kimbrell picking up career save number 400 as the Phillies beat Atlanta. The Giants scored seven runs in the third inning on their way to a 15-1 demolition of Milwaukee. Padres handed the Yankees their third straight loss as Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. both hit two-run home runs. Corey Seager a grand slam for the Rangers. They beat Baltimore 12-2. You had victories for Toronto, Cleveland, and Tampa Bay who beat the Dodgers 9-3. And news out of the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals released Pro Bowl receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Back to the fellas. We are the fellas coming live from, that's right, the Tyrac.com studios. He's Kevin Figures. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got our boys, Marty Mark, and of course, the Big E. Big E, you sleeping? You good? Right here, right here. I know you are. Me, Mighty Mark, hanging out. Yeah. (laughs) What's Marty Mark telling you about? Old Chicago days? Yeah. Give you a little deep dish action. Mighty Mark's got some strong legs. He stands for eight hours straight. Nice. How crazy <laughs> is that? But, but you can tell Mighty Mark's a warrior. Mighty Mark is the best. <laughs> strong legs, Mighty Mark. Just trying to t- stay on my toes. Look at you. There, there you go, is. buddy boy. Hey, Mark, I feel you, man. Like, you, you work in this industry. You sit, on, you sit on your backside for a long period of time. Not the most comfortable. You get a little stiff. Yeah, so, I'm stiffer now. Yeah, so the the standing desk situation is always optimal whenever you can take advantage of it. So, so I got you, Mark. There you go, buddy. There you go. <laughs> so, Fig, what's going on with Devontae Adams? Your boys. You, let me ask you: Are you are you lukewarm on McDaniel's? Yeah, I don't know how you could not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like either. I don't know if anybody's like super gung ho over him. Nobody other than Mark Davis. You either really hate him, or you're like, oh, give him a second shot, see what happens here. You know, so I kind of, I fall into that category. You know, let's see what he can do. But you know, I certainly understand Devontae Adams's uh, issues. Um, with where the team is going. They didn't make a lot of big splashes this offseason, save for letting Derek Carr go and signing Jimmy G. Uh, and, of course, you had the piece that was written, and he was quoted saying, you know, the, philosophically the, the team is going in a different direction than where he wants it to. I'm paraphrasing. but And he kind of took shots at the way they play with Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, we know Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to drop back 40 times and throw the ball. Uh, that when he's most effective is when he's, for lack of a better term, a caretaker, you know? If he's throwing the ball more than 15, 20 times a game, then usually that's a problem. And Devontae Adams knows that. So he went from playing from a, playing with a guy who he's known for 15 years in Derek Carr to now a giant unknown. And, a, oh, by the way, a guy who's always hurt and is hurt now. <laughs> they find out he has to have foot surgery and is probably going to miss the start of training camp. Um, I don't think it's – it's not like it's fences that can't be mended. Um, but I certainly understand. I think, look, Josh McDaniels, I thought, was honest about it, too, when he talked to the media about it earlier this week. He's like, look, Devontae is in a, in a win-now mode. He's kind of at, on the, the back end of the prime years of his career. Every year is a championship you know, chase for him. 
And I think if we're all being honest, we know the Raiders are not a championship contender at this moment in time. So, um, but I think Josh McDaniels also said, like, you know, the player's vision is not always going to be the same as the coach's vision. Uh, but we encourage him to speak his mind. So I certainly is not the recipe for the most <laughs> harmonious locker room situation. Uh, but look, it wouldn't be the Raiders if it wasn't drama, right? So here's my question to you, because I was thinking about you the other day. Because I was thinking about you with the Brady deal and how, you know, he's got a piece of the Raiders yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about you and I'm going in Lincoln and I'm going, so the Raiders, Vegas, McDaniels, Brady is a part owner. Do they feel still like, do they still feel like your team? Oh, they do. Still silver and black. It's, I don't, it doesn't feel any different to me. No? No. No. I was wondering because, you know, the whole, the whole Vegas Raiders thing, like you had to get used to that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it changed the vibe of the team. It's interesting because for a, to a certain degree, I don't think it did. No, I feel like right. Las Vegas is a city it's your that, squad. So, like for me, know. I like. I mean, if there was a NFL team to go to Vegas, wouldn't the Raiders be the ones? You know, I guess. Like, I mean, if there was a team that's gonna, you know, the the city that never sleeps and whatever else yeah. you want to call it, all the like all that stuff kind of something about Oakland fits the image about the Raiders. You know, you know, oh, but I don't it, disagree. Like Oakland. Vegas, I still see Wayne Newton. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you still go, eh. I don't know. I feel like Vegas, it has its outlaw. It has its, I guess, glitz and glamour part, but yeah. it has its outlaw part. Do you know what it is? It meets the LA Raiders and the Oakland Raiders in the middle. There you go. That's, that's, that's actually that's pretty Vegas good. for you. Actually, you know what? That's a great way to look at it. All right. So you tackled that question, Brady. He's a part owner of your squad, mm-hmm. Brady. Chuck Rule Brady. Like, sure is. How, how could, like, I think about Lincoln and go, Brady, Tom Brady is part owner of the Raiders? Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. That's like the devil buying a, like, beachfront property in heaven. <laughs> yeah, pretty close to it. Um, I don't know. As we've gotten further away from the tuck rule, my animus towards Tom Brady from that level has kind of waned over the years. So him being in charge or whatever role he's going to have, I mean, he's not in charge of anything, he's just a minority owner, but I know there are some who believe he has designs of being a prominent part of a front office. And look, if you're going to work as hard as he does and prepare the way that he does, if he has designs at doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I, Doesn't look, bother me. I got, I got you. Listen, I mean, you know, I mean, the one thing we know about Tom is Tom's a winner. Yeah, Tom, Tom's a winner. He's like, look, I don't want to go way too far back here, but I mean, one of the great architects uh, of the Showtime Lakers, along with Jerry West, was Bill Sharman, and Bill Sharman was a was a really good player for the Boston Celtics that beat Jerry West and the Lakers year yeah. after year after year. So that's a good point. It doesn't matter how you win; it just matters that you win. That's so a good if, point. If I have that's to, a good point. If I have to poach Darth Vader. From the from the evil empire, and bring them. I just them, can't believe that. Well, you know, talk about full circle. Yeah, I mean, you're going to go back to it. Got all ended with the Chuck rule, like the whole franchise 
died that day. Well, I mean, not really, it really but, died in San Diego when uh, Derrick Brooks picked off Rich Gannon for the 19th time yeah, in that Super Bowl yeah. that Lincoln played in. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but well, there were some issues there too. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was not that was not good. Well, you got the Barrett Robbins thing and all right. that. But yeah, 2002. That was the last year the the Raiders won a playoff game. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Lincoln was you, still playing. You know what's sad? The other part said, I, I think about the A's yeah. and the A's moving Awful. To, to Vegas to like, I don't know. There's going to just be a giant, I mean, some would say there's a giant hole there anyway at the moment, but still, more like literally, the Coliseum will be totally vacant. Warriors are going to San Francisco, and now the Raiders and A's both moving to Vegas, and I, I feel I for the city of Oakland. I really My do. Man, it's funny. Mark was talking about he was he, was, he brought up some of the old days. So he was talking Sal Bando, mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson. You know, got the Bash Brothers back in the day. Oh, then of course, it's it's it just uh, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, it was a proud franchise that has a great history to it. The problem is, there's a generation. I hate when they move. I hate when teams move. Like, listen, I think Vegas is a is a burgeoning market. It deserves a team, but I just hate when franchises move. I agree. It because especially they become like giant parts of the fabric of the community. Um, yeah. Especially if you've been there for any you know number of years. Like, look, even San Diego. Like, San Diego is still smarting after losing the Chargers. And people say, what's the difference between L.A. and San Diego? People that live in Southern California will tell you a lot. Especially people that live in San Diego. So, uh, there's still a ripple effects being felt down there. You know? Yeah, I, I always thought that was a mistake. I, I on, the, on the league perspective, like you can't you can't let them lose a franchise. I know you were you were looking for another tenant in L.A., but you can't look you can't lose it. You can't lose another franchise. Yeah, it's a shame. It was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. It is. It's like that's awful stuff, and it happened in Baltimore and in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and it's just you know like that should never ever. There there's too much. There's too much. Um, it means too much to the to the region. Like, unless it doesn't, and people just aren't showing up, and there's you know, you know, issues like that. But generally speaking, when these teams are, it's, it's rare. Well, All the, the A's are over the stadium, and yeah, the know. stadium. And like, look, the I think the city of Oakland and the county, Alameda County, kind of got in its own way. And I think they kind of ran the or the Ra- the Ra- Raiders and the A's. Although <laughs> Mark Davis says the A's ran the Raiders out. So, and now the A's are saying partially the city ran them out. So Mark Davis is not a fan of the ownership group in Oakland because they're being so rigid about making renovations or not making renovations to the Coliseum. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting that they're going to have to be, you know, you know, stable mates now in Las Vegas. That's right. All right. Well, coming up, I got to, I got to bring something up off of that. And it comes from Ted Lasso. And it, this is a big weekend for TV because there's a couple series that are ending. Oh. And I want to pick your brain on that too. We're the fellas on this Memorial Day weekend right here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, welcome back, fellas, on this Memorial Day weekend Saturday. As we hang out, 
So, Fig, Ted Lasso, do you watch it? Did I, I mean, first let me start there. I do. Yeah. I love it. It's do great. you love it? It's great. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's come to an end, which makes me sad. Anytime there's a series that comes to an end, you know, you invested in the characters. You feel like they're friends. You get to know the characters. So when it's over, it's like, it's, it's like, that's it. It's yeah. over. The story's over. The character perishes. It just no longer ceases to exist. Right. It's tough, especially someone like something like this that's been as complex and roped in so many characters and so many backstories and so many side stories that are all equally compelling. Yeah. This is a very well done show. It really and well put. And I want to play this for you. All right. Because I thought it was poignant. We talk about this city of Oakland. Well, in this one of the uh, most recent episodes, they were talking like in real life about having a uh, uh, Super League, putting together a Super League. All the great franchises would come together to create this Super League. And it would do. It would really hurt the sport. It would hurt a lot of the ancillary teams. So our main character, who owns our main team, is a woman named, uh, the character's name is Rebecca Walton. And then she gives a speech to all the men who were trying to create this Super League. And it was so poignant, Fig. I don't know if you remember it. I remember or, it vividly. She envisioned all the men as little boys. And that's you know what, what got her all the gumption to be able to have that uh, say that speech. Spot on. I thought it would be point, important. I played the speech on my local show. I fell in love with it. Take a listen to this. Is this a f-ing joke? Excuse me? What do you think you're doing? Just stop it. I mean, how much more money do any of you really need? Why would you ever consider taking something away from people that means so much to them? This isn't a game. Football isn't just a game. It's one of those amazing things in life that can make you feel one moment and then like it's Christmas morning the next it has the ability to make heroes and villains out of ordinary men people love this game my father loved this game you all used to love this game I'm sure of it I knew this little boy working class from Richmond he loved football so much. He used to sneak into the matches because his family just couldn't afford the tickets. And one afternoon, he finally got caught. And the security guard smacked him round the face, knocked him on the ground. But that little boy stood up, smiled, kicked the security guard in the bollocks and ran away. Just because we own these teams doesn't mean they belong to us and I don't want to be part of something that could possibly destroy this beautiful game because I would hate for all those little kids and grown-ups out there to ever lose access to that beautiful passionate part of themselves now how amazing is that speech how poignant Mm mm-hmm Right? Absolutely. How It's just incredibly poignant. So let, let's sit with it for a second, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Fellas on Fox. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good, good, good morning, everybody. A happy Saturday. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you're doing something fun. Uh, like we talk about all morning, it's Memorial Day weekend. And please, please just salute our heroes who have served, who have lost their lives fighting for this country. Fighting for our freedoms to have a cookout, go to the beach, have a bike ride, do all that stuff. He's Kevin Figures. I'm Anthony Gargano together with the fellas right here from the TireRack.com studios. That's right, TireRack.com. We're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, when we last left you, I, we played you uh, a little speech from the show Ted Lasso, which is about to end. And it's a shame because Ted Lasso, which was three incredible seasons, is going to leave us. And it's the story of the American coach who, you know, was a kind of a joke and goes over to coach soccer. He was a football college football coach. He goes over to coach soccer in the EPL, and it's originally done to kind of ruin the franchise, and he turns out to be this incredible figure, and it's a beautiful show. The messaging is amazing. The writing is incredible. It's just a wonderful. I highly, I just highly recommend it, and I know Figgy feels the same way. So we played you this cut, though, and what you heard was the owner 
of Richmond, which is the EPL team. And you heard her talk about the love of sport. And she was admonishing the other owners who were trying to create a Super League, trying to take all the money. And in creating this Super League, what would it have done is it would devalue all the other leagues. They want to do it all through Europe and Paris Saint-Germain and then, you know, AC Milan and, you know, Napoli and, you know, all your Premier Leagues, Man City, Man U, you know, uh, all that stuff. And then uh, they, they would create the Super League and next thing you know, all the other leagues kind of fall by the wayside. And so she gives this speech and I, I and I, I every sports owner should hear this. Every sports executive should hear that because it should it should kind of reach back into the pit of their soul as to why they do what they do. Because we all fell in love with it. Whoever owns teams now, they love it. They at one point they love sports. If you're a team executive, you at one point love sports. And all the ownership is, and all the front office is, is a steward. All it is is just, it's a sit. These teams, to me, are civic entities. And they're just run right now by the people who own them. Because there is nothing like it. There's nothing like, you want to talk about our football, or baseball, or basketball, or hockey, whatever. But our football... And how it can make men into heroes and villains. And it does make you feel terrible one day, but uplifts you the next like it's Christmas morning. Like our fictitious owner, Rebecca, said. Figgy, that's the essence of sport. It means too much to our society. Which is why we go back to the previous discussion we were having about relocation and how unfair it is to the home markets and losing teams who are fabrics of communities and and nine times out of ten it's because the owner sees a greater the order or the league as a whole uh sees a financial gain um and that's that's what they all do they all chase the money and it's not just leagues it's just it's businesses in general the bottom line like trumps everything but i feel like it should be different in sports it really should. And look, there's something to be said for if you have incompetent management and all that. But look, even teams that aren't well run, look how look at fan turnout. Look at like how bad the Browns have been for so long. And outside of a handful of times, that place is generally, if not sold out, pretty damn close to it. Yeah. Regardless of how good or bad they are, because they that, that that's part of the community. You go watch the Browns. That's what they do. It it's, connects us. It connects all of us in the most organic way. Now, I will say, with the speech and talking about the Super League, which, of course, we were on the verge of actually having in real life, which is why they did put the storyline in Ted Lasso, what makes the pending Super League or the, the threat of a Super League any different than what's happening right now in college football? Well, we're going to basically have two or three Super Conferences and all of these other smaller schools are being left by the wayside to be in... Sorry, Arizona State. Sorry, Washington State. 
I know you love your school or you love your football program, but we don't care because there's no money. Well, there is money. They're not going to go away. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, look, lower level soccer teams wouldn't have gone away. But it certainly would have meant less. Revenues would have been less. Fewer eyeballs because fewer people would have cared. Less visibility. I mean, I think there's a direct, I, I there's know, a direct I, parallel. What's, how is it different? I, What's wow, the difference? It's a great. I haven't thought about that. It's a, that's a great thing that you bring up. I, let me let me digest a little bit. All right. And I only, yeah, one, I only bring it up because I because you I know you were one of the biggest people championing, you know the the expanded playoff, well, be, the super because conferences. Here's why, and here's why I think it's different. I think it's different in that. Now again, I you know, Paul Colson, please be my guest. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're still playing at a high level. You're just not going to be in the level of a championship, which you're not now anyway. I mean, like, like does Arizona State, you bring up Arizona State, what's going to be different for Arizona State if they play in another conference that's not a heavy big-tiered conference? The the, chance, the, the ability or the, the opportunity to maybe have that happen. Well, it was never like, happening. Who was the – I cannot remember the name of that. Where's, where's Psycho Chris when you need him? The team that had been relegated for like 20 years, they made it up into the Premier League and had the best record and had a phenomenal Oh, yeah, run. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, look, we're talking, this is a once-in-a-generation thing that happens, but it can happen. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's I, like – What's the – I mean – But you tell it, me what the difference is between that and a lower-level Premier League team. Uh, well, I think you, the, you, you're you cutting out, a, a, you know, mo, the, premier, the heart of the Premier League. Like, the Premier League's not going to exist anymore. Yeah. So how is that different than the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or any other Because college football, there's a zillion college football teams. And Arizona State is not competing now anyway. But Nor would they ever compete. Like, let's not... I just use them as the present example. There are teams that never compete in the, in the Premier League either. Or I, should, or I should say in many of these other international well, I leagues. I mean, you know, I mean, Napoli just won the Serie A. Yeah. And they were never, they didn't compete. The last time they competed was in the 80s with Maradona. Maradona. So for the people that have been Serie A fans for all this all this time, that means nothing? Like, they they would never have the opportunity to even feel what they're feeling now by being I able to win. I, I, you know, well, again, to me it's different because winning the Pac-12 is not the same as winning the Premier League. No, but if you have a, if you have a, a good enough season, winning the Pac-12 – is good enough to be able to get you into the playoff or get you into an opportunity to compete for a national championship. I think, I think the college system is just too vast to compare it Soccer to, is vast. <laughs> so many teams. No, no but, but so but, many but, leagues. Right, but again, it's not like the, the Premier League is the Premier League. You win the Premier League, that's a big deal. You can't compare yeah. the Premier League to the Pac-12. You have to earn your way into the Premier League, which I understand. But you can't compare that to the Pac-12. No, but I just mean in general. I'm not saying like a tit for tat, one conference versus another. But if we're talking about generally speaking, how being how does it other, really oh, hurt? Like you tell me, how does it really hurt Arizona State? You're not playing marquee schools like a USC or a UCLA. If you're playing, if you're in a smaller conference, you're not. You don't get the TV revenue. What if it has a trickle down effect all the way down? The same way it would affect a lot of the other soccer clubs who would not have been a part of the Super League. 
It's a direct. It's a direct parallel. I don't. Th- I don't say it. How? I, What's I the just difference? Don't say I, I because I, I look at it and go. There's only a handful of teams compared to college football where there's what 300 programs or whatever it is. Yeah, but you're also talking about yeah there are 300 programs, but like 200 or even more than that. We're not even in like high division one A. We're not. T- I'm just talking about the the teams that are like in the ACC, the Pac-12. You're not talking about that many. If anything, you're talking about maybe the it's same amount. I, not- I I don't feel I and I can't tell you uh, that I I. By the way, it's Leicester. Leicester City. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Leicester. Leicester City. Thanks to Tooch. Tooch hit me with Leicester. Um, I I I don't see the the parallel i don't i don't and i think there's a there's also a an amateur versus professional thing here i i don't think that matters one one bit yeah because the I, systems I, are, are somewhat i don't similar. know i i don't think they're the same i don't i see apples and oranges you see apples and apples absolutely apples and oranges no i yeah no i don't i, I don't say it i don't completely say it. equitable really i yes. don't see it at all so arizona state would never have a chance to win but again, you're only a super league. You're eliminating. It would be akin to eliminating. I don't. Penn State. So you're saying Penn State wouldn't be good enough to make it to the to the super super league, league right? We're also depending on how many teams would have been in the super league, and I think. Well, but my my, my point to you is, there's a big difference between Penn State and Arizona State. No, there is. There is, and I get. It. I just and, and I'm not telling you that programs. again. Like, that, I, you know, the Arizona State is some, you know, whatever program. I'm, the only point is, is that you're, how does it really affect them? You're still in a major conference. How did it affect Le- Leicester City a couple of years ago for making one run over however many years it's been? That was massive. These teams wouldn't even have the opportunity to do that. I mean, if there was a I mean, super league. Honestly, right now, there's the, they don't have the opportunity to do it now. I mean, you don't they see. They don't. They don't. Have, like, Arizona State is not making the playoff. No. But no. it certainly could happen at some point. I don't we see think teams so. Come up. I mean, the, because here's the problem with it, right? Right now, you got the way it's set up with four teams. What you won't be. It's expanding now. So. Well, yeah, but you go back to your you were just talking about the four teams. Well, I was more football. talking about the I was more talking about the super conferences of everybody's either going to be in the Big Ten or the or the SEC. And pretty much those are the only two conferences that are going to have the yeah, ability but there was to compete the, for Yeah, but here's the thing where you took that out, that, that I think you take it out of context. All it is is just the AFC and the NFC. And, and there's no limit to how many teams you can have in those conferences. I mean, yeah, there's no limit to it. but I, I mean, mean, you could have divisions. Like, you know, my only point about the once you have, and, you, and we're talking, in case people just join in, Figured I've had this argument for a while. Like once you have marquee teams leave the Pac-12, and you have Texas, like you have these crazy, you know, the the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 get decimated by these teams. Well, at this point, you might as well just make it two leagues, like two two conferences, and make it the AFC and the NFC. Whether they're the Pac-12 or the Big 12, or the ACC, or the Big 10, or the SEC. It doesn't matter. Just call it what it is. Okay, we can do that if we're going to be willing to absorb. My only issue is you have the uh, the opportunity for the little guy doesn't exist. Now, granted, they may never win. They may win once every 50 years. 
But if you're taking all the major I, like the premier, my only and point to you when comparing the two is that the Premier League is so small compared to college football with the amount of teams. You're right, but I'm not just talking about the Premier League. I'm talking about the lower leagues where you have to earn your way into it. Like by the way, the Premier League is like what twenty teams. Yeah. So there's ways I, with relegation, like you have to earn your way up. There's just that opportunity doesn't uh, what what necessi- would go away. Well, I mean, honestly, like you, you could you could have it the same way. I mean, if you had this lower league and you had if you want to do it in in that way, you could easily do it in college football, right? I don't know if they'd sign off for it. I certainly, first of all, I think no, but you could easily think, you could you could you can have that system in college football more than you could do it in any, in, in any other sport because you have all those teams. I love that. So you have, you know, you have the A, the you know, League A and League B, mm-hmm. and the bottom of League A gets rele- relegated to League B, and the League B guy teams move up. Hey, I mean, that's if, easy. If it was up to me, they do it across all sports. But that's not the problem. The, is not I, the American listen, way, I, th- I like that idea. I do. I've always liked the idea. Problem is in basketball. Like, look at the NBA. I know it's not feasible. Like, what are you going to do? Like, Financially, where, I know. Where are those teams going? I know. You can't have the Houston Rockets play in Sioux, Sioux Falls. You know, right. I get it. I understand. We're, we're too far down the road on it now. But college football, that works. It could. It certainly could. So my only point about the Super League and what Rebecca said is, I still, I don't see the same parallel. I know you do. And I think there's ways to appease you. And I think it would be right. To do the relegation type of system in college football. That we can agree on. I'm all for that. Especially if we're going further and further down this road that we're on, which I certainly understand because of the finances and all that. That at least gives the opportunity for the little guy to be able to try to compete. Yeah. As I mean, listen, and, my, and, and when I look at it, I, to me, the whole thing's a farce. These conferences just whack it up into AFC, NFC, and then have a separate, you know, B. Big league, they, and then you can do your relegation thing. That, I think that will be the simplest solution. You have divisions. You know, you don't need to have just three divisions. You can have as many divisions as you want in the AFC, NFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just would make much more sense. You know, they, they, you, those institutions just have to go away. It's like everything else at the end. When you think about the end of, of what's happening uh, right now with institutions being altered, changed, or flat out just disappearing. Like, there's no need to have these conferences to begin with. Well, I mean, it's true. It sounds cold to say, but yes. I mean, it's just like, oh, these programs are going away. It was like, well, that's not necessarily a good thing. But there's really no need to have you could you can they could join whatever group they want like the NCAA is in farce anyway. Well, uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, the NCAA, sure. I'm not even talking about them. I'm could care less about the NCAA. I'm just as talking an about the institution. No, no, no. The NCAA as an institution is is ridiculous and always has been, or for a long period of time it has been. Talk about the the member schools competing for championships or competing. Yeah, I mean, for they create games. their own. You know, the the National College Football Association and everybody's yeah. a part of it, and oh, fine we're whacking them all up into into thing, and we all share revenue, and you know, depending on level of your school, and you know, you, you mean that's how it has to work. Yeah. The NCAA is irrelevant to me when it comes right. to this conversation or just in general. I don't know if they'll leave. Great conversation. I'll tell you, I enjoyed it. No, it's a good debate. It's a good debate. You um, make, and you made good points. Let, let's, uh, vice versa, brother. Let's uh, take a quick TO. We'll come right back. And the big brain will join us to take a look at the weekend, especially tonight's game six. 
from a betting standpoint. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Weekend, Bradley. How are you, Anthony? Good morning to you. So we got a game six. We talked about this the other night, leading into game five, Heat and Celtics. And, oh, we got it. By the way, you nailed all your props the other night, too. And uh, we'll see if you can do it again. By the way, Heat are in some trouble. You know, Anthony, look, this obviously is going to be a, uh, you know, a tough, big, huge game for them because obviously they don't want to go to game seven. Um, I think that he can pull it off, though, Anthony. Look, I thought this line would come in at three. Uh, it's actually now down to two and a half in most places. Um, but I think that he can actually pull this off. I do. Uh, I just don't trust this Boston team fully. Um, I don't. I do not trust this team. I know they got that big win, you know, and they didn't even play their players in the fourth quarter of Miami the last game. They they benched Jimmy and Bam in that fourth quarter to rest them for this game. Um, but the play I actually like better, Anthony, more than the side in this game. I do like under. Now, you get still two 11s out there. Um, I think it's going to be a lower, the lowest scoring game of the series. I think this is going to be a just absolute – all hands on deck, extreme defensive intensity game, because I think both sides know the importance of this game. Plus, it's the longer the series go, I always like tend to like unders more because you know the sets the other team's running more, and it becomes right. harder to score in these games. And um, I think this is going to be a muck it up. I think it's going to be the lowest scoring game in the series at this point. Wow. Look at that, dude. That's wild. 
Yep, I really, I really think that. And and look, we'll we'll see. Again, this should be a uh, uh, this should be again. This is this is a huge, huge game, obviously for you know the, the pressure finally is now a little bit on uh, Miami. And if they lose this game, it's going to be. But I got to tell you, I know it was like, oh, if they, they if they lose this game, the series is over. And I, granted, I definitely think that they probably will lose. But again, I just do something about this Boston team, Anthony. I just don't fully trust. I will give you a couple props in this game that I think are worthwhile, and this has been my favorite one of the entire NBA playoffs. Okay, Bam Adebayo to get a steal. Last hundred seventy-two and twenty-eight. Last fifty thirty-nine and eleven. Last twenty-five nineteen and six. Been a constant seventy percent winning bet. He should get his steal. Uh, and they keep making it a half. It was one and a half during the entire season. For some reason, they're now making it a half. Like Bam, they get a steal. And Caleb Martin's been, you know, very consistent performer for the Heat. He's gotten 33 minutes a game, 15 points, 25 points, 18 points, 16 points, 14 points. I like over 12 and a half. Um, I think he's the real deal, and I think that they need him in this game. You know, it, it's funny. I think you're right. I think they do need him. Uh I, I think one of the things from a Boston standpoint is with Brogdon kind of kind of ding ding yeah with him kind of ding like that you know Derek White it, there's a lot of pressure on him he has to play well and Jalen Brown shot the ball better and they desperately need him to have another big game yeah Jalen Brown Anthony it's funny look that he just hasn't shown that. In my opinion, at least that consistency that you would like from a guy who was an All NBA player, at least to me. Again, I, I and this is the guy who's been a uh, you know, quote unquote superstar player, but I've seen him. You know, he's had some duds. Now, again, I'm not saying he's not a great player, but in Game Two, I think he shot seven to twenty-five. Game Three was like six to eighteen, something in that ilk, uh, and he was really, really disappointing. You know, James Harden, like in a couple of those games, I don't say as a compliment. Um, so they need him, again, as that second guy with Tatum to be the consistent superstar they thought they were getting. Um, you know, look, we'll, we'll say again, I, I will say this, you know, Brogdon to me, you know, in that Philadelphia series had a lot of good games, and I thought he was extremely helpful to their team. Um, and the last three games, he scored a combined two points in about 40 minutes of action. So I really don't think you can count him. He is a, I think he's legitimately injured. Not hurt. I think he's like injured, and I don't think he, uh, I don't think he's really going to have any kind of effectiveness. And I do think that is a significant loss for this team. Obviously, they have the depth to um, to overcome it. You know, they just play guys like White more. But I actually think Brogdon was an extremely big piece for the Celtics team all season. Yeah, no, I I, I completely see that. I, I you know I'm thinking the same thing, and and you know the other guy that that's interesting is Horford. And uh, you know, the, Boston needs they they need to get three of their guys to be hitting threes, right? Like to the, because if they if they don't, if if they go less than that, like you need any combination of Tatum, Brown, Horford, White, Williams, like you need three of those guys to be consistently hitting their threes, or else they're gonna they're gonna lose. 
Anthony he nailed it. And it's interesting. Al Horford shot 45% from three during the regular season. Anthony, in this postseason, he's below 30%. And, and that's a huge thing for this Boston team is Al Horford. And you're right. They need this Boston team, Anthony, again, I always say, I mean, they are, they are a front-running team. And when they're hitting their threes, they look like they're the top of the beauty pageant team, right? They're missing yeah. Eric out there. They're, they're unstoppable. But when they're missing their threes, Man, you know, they, they they go from L. McPherson to just, I don't know, like L. someone else, not L. McPherson. <laughs> like they, 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 they don't look quite as good when uh, when they're not making their threes. And this is a team that we've seen it, and that we saw it, you know, in that, in that Philadelphia series. There, there's games where they're just missing them, and when they don't hit their threes, this team loses. And, you know, we've, we've seen, a, you know, they've seen them hit their threes in these last couple games, and they look great when they hit those threes. But uh, to me, you know, this is a team that lives and dies with that shot. And you're right, they need someone like Horford, or they, they need that they need those three-pointers, or I think it's going to be hard for them to win this game. And that's why I lean. I don't trust them to hit the threes in this game. And, I again, I lean under, and I actually think Miami's going to close them out. Really? So you actually like the Heat to win? Wow. I do. See, the I problem do. is Gabe Vincent. I just don't know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, but look, that is a uh, look. Miami's been very unfortunate in terms of you know they didn't have the depth that Boston had, and they lost Oladipo and Hero, who were two of their legit top seven, eight guys, and now they're losing three of those guys. Now, Hayward Heisman came in and had a again. Now, is it sustainable? I don't, I don't know. Came in in game. A lot of it wasn't garbage time. He played like thirty six minutes, made six or nine shots, and played well for them. In that game five loss, Duncan Robinson actually played well in that game five loss as well. They didn't get anything from Kyle Lowry. I mean, that was a free agent. Yeah, well, he's got that hand thing working, yeah. Yeah, and he just hasn't given them much. But, again, I feel like they didn't, you know, Bam and Jimmy didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Uh, I think there'll be a huge crowd there tonight. I will be in attendance rooting the heat on. Oh, you're going to the game. Going to the game, going to the game. But, um. I, I do think that Miami, again, I, I think they're poised for a good performance here. And, again, I just – this Boston team, I think they've given us hints throughout these last couple of years. And in, in these spots, I feel like they, you know, whenever you want to start trusting them, and they, they seem to just let you down. So, um, again, I thought the line would come in right around what it's at. I don't think it's a bad line, but I just um, – I think Miami is mentally tough. And I think we saw a Philadelphia team unable to close them out in Game Six. I my instincts tell me Miami is going to be able to do it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think they're going to do what they did in Game in Game Three. But I think that they'll find a way maybe to just win a close game here. All right, do me a favor, my brother, sit tight because I want to get Figgy up here to give us some trending. Figgy. All right, we'll go to some Major League Baseball there. And Max Scherzer striking out seven batters, or I should say eight batters in seven innings. Mets beating Colorado 5-2, to two, a home run there for Francisco Lindor as well. Red Sox beating the Diamondbacks 7-2, to two, snapping a four-game losing streak. Pirates snap Seattle's four-game win streak with an 11-6 to six victory. The Bucks hitting seven home runs in that game. The Giants had 19 hits and scored 10 runs off of Freddie Peralta and a 15-1 to one victory in Milwaukee. Houston a 5-2 to two win in Oakland. 
Oakland as the A's are now 10-43 and on the season. Career save number 400 for Craig Kimbrell and a Phillies victory over Atlanta. Emmanuel Class A with his major league leading 17th save in a 4-3 Cleveland win over St. Louis. Corey Seager, a grand slam for the surging Rangers who beat Baltimore 12-2. They've won 9 of their last 12 games. San Diego's won 4 of their last 5. They beat the Yankees 5-1. And Yandy Diaz with a home run for the Rays who beat the Dodgers 9-3. Back to the fellas. All right, we are the fellas, and uh, he's Kevin Figures. I'm Anthony Gargano. We come to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. We're brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and uh, check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Uh, curious, Western Conference Finals in the NHL, Bradley. Dallas, Vegas, as Vegas close it out. I mean, well, they, they should. They should, but they're about a dollar fifty favorite, Anthony. Uh, again, I'm not apt to lean a dollar fifty uh, for the home teams in any of these games. I'm always looking to the road. I've talked about it on the show a few times, Anthony. The road teams have won more games than the home teams, home teams have. So I'm not, again, if you like Vegas, I'd rather have Vegas, you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I would rather take Vegas in a pick'em or getting a dollar ten in Dallas, as opposed to laying a dollar fifty at home. Uh, I would lean here to Dallas plus a dollar thirty. Um, they lost a couple overtime games to them before. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, and you know, I'm, the only way I can lean here is to the underdog stars. I think it'll be another close game, and I'm not going to lay a dollar fifty in that spot. All right, full day of baseball. What do you got cooking for us, baseball wise? Anything you like? Well, first, prop I love, Anthony. Logan Webb over 17 and a half outs. This is my favorite bet of the day. Nine and one for the season over 17 and a half outs. This guy's a horse. He went 20 and 12 last year as well. This bet's 29 and 29 and um, uh, and 10. It's last 39 games. Really think it's a terrific play. Uh, like that quite a bit. And I'm going to give you uh, a couple other baseball plays I like. Tyler Glass now, one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. Now, the problem with Tyler Glass now, Anthony, he can't stay healthy. Yeah. But he's he's healthy today, okay? He's had four minor league starts, had a 0.680 ERA, 20 strikeouts and only 13 innings. You know, I expect him to, you know, at least today he's going to be healthy. Going against Clayton Kershaw, like under four and a half runs in the five-inning line, love that. I think it's a two elite pitchers going against each other. I I made this total three and a half, but getting a full extra run to me is a huge edge. And I also bet no runs to be scored in the first inning. Um, Again, according to my math, I should have been laying around $1.55 in this bet. You can lay $1.15, no run in glass now, Kershaw first inning. And I'm going to give you one more, Anthony. Zach Wheeler uh, against Charlie Morton. I do like under nine runs. Now, Either team, both these pitchers, especially Wheeler, has not been great, but I like the pedigree on both these guys. I actually think they're two really good pitchers. Haven't had dominant years yet, but I don't think the winning team here gets six. I made this total eight and a half, and nine is the most prevalent number in Major League Baseball, nines and sevens. So because I'm getting that extra half run where I thought it should have been eight and a half, uh, I do like under nine in Wheeler against Morton. All right, there you go. Anything else? From a, uh, a side standpoint, kind of stand out to you at all? Um, you know, it's funny because I was just I was just looking at some of the the, uh, the pitching matchups and uh, for today, 
And it, the one I'll give you one that I thought that stood out to me was over. It was Nationals and Royals uh, over those two teams uh, hit the ball well last night. And I could see them uh, attacking Singer. And while you saw he's really got good stuff, he's he's profiles is not great against a couple of power hitters in Kansas City like Perez. So I could see that one going over. It definitely could. And listen, you were, uh, Gray's actually had a good year. Singer's been extremely disappointing. Sorry, last year, Singer had a really nice year. Looked like he was an up-and-coming potential future ace for what they were hoping he would be. Uh, but he's absolutely been pure gasoline this year, unfortunately, from a Kansas City standpoint. Yeah, Anthony, again, I wish the total was nine. Uh, again, I, I thought this total would be nine and a half. That's what it came in at. Uh, again, I don't trust... Uh, singer at all, and Gray again. He's been decent, as you said, but I don't and I don't trust either bullpen here. Would lean here to the over Anthony, but again, not a game I personally wagered on. I will say this, Anthony: if you just take the run line against the Oakland A's, I've done this too many times to count. I just take the run line, lay a dollar, lay a run and a half against whoever they play. Or I lay a run and I lay bigger juice against whoever they play. They just lose every game. And it's, 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 it's hard to price this team because they really are maybe the worst team in Major League history. And when they play a good team like an Atlanta or a Houston, it really is almost like more like an NBA game. You know how in baseball, Anthony, usually anyone can beat anyone. The Oakland A's are really proving that theory wrong. They can't beat anyone. They are severely overmatched. And then they got Valdez. They had to face Valdez today, too. And Valdez is yeah, Valdez is going to you know, probably just you know pitch like a you know seven innings, four hits, you know maybe one run kind of Nine game. Strikeouts. I think this yeah. O- yeah, I think this Oakland team, Anthony, as I said, is extremely uh, you know overmatched, and I think it's very hard for this team to win any kind of game. Just basically, they they, they purposely don't. They have no major league talent on either side, pitching, no. hitting, and you know the one guy who looked like he was decent was Mason Nor, the rookie. He's already injured and potentially out for the season. Yeah, yeah, no, they're bad. Oof. Uh, uh, listen, my brother, I want you to have a great uh, holiday weekend. Enjoy the hoops tonight. All right, so good luck on that, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it, Anthony. Good luck to everyone out there. There he is, the big brain on Brad, talking sports from a betting standpoint. We'll come back and uh, and wrap it up on this uh, beautiful Memorial Day weekend where the fellas, he's Kevin Figures, I'm Anthony Gargano. We got our man, uh, Mighty Mark, and, of course, our producer, the biggie, Ethan Miller. That's the crew. We'll come back in just a second. Wrap it up right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back, fellas. Kevin Figures, Anthony Gargano. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, your RV, your boat, your ATV, you name it, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, 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 Figgy. What do you got on tap? What are you going to be doing this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend? Anything fun? Nothing really, uh. Nothing really locked in at the moment in time. So we, I told you about this uh, festival not too far from uh, from where I live. So we're going to hit that up at some point this weekend. But we don't have really locked in plans or dates. We're, we plan on doing something later today, but we just don't know what. Kind of fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. 
sometimes it's nice to have a plan and sometimes it's nice to just kind of wake up and say, ah, I'm feeling X or I'm feeling Y. Let's hit that up. So You know what's weird? You know what nobody does anymore on the weekend, holiday weekend? What's that? Go to the movies. Yeah. Is that just dead? Uh, I don't know if it's totally dead, but, well, it's also like what's, I guess, what's out. Like, I, I mean, um, didn't what, the Guardians of the Galaxy just come out or is it coming out? I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm trying to think of, because usually around this time is when blockbusters come out. I know, I think The Little Mermaid either just came out or it's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, so maybe people will turn out. I will speak personally, especially now in the age of streaming. I'm not, and I've never been one to have to like flood to the theater to watch something on premiere week. So if I know what's going to show up on a streaming service within three months, I will gladly just wait and just watch it there. So that's kind of taken a little bit of the luster out of going to the movie theaters to actually watch a film. The last, my wife and I and some well, friends. Well, that ours, used to be a thing, like holiday weekend. You absolutely. went to, you know, you're like, you would sneak in a movie. Like that would be one day, one day. Yep. Right? Like you did that. So guarding, guarding, Guardians of the Galaxy's out. Okay. The there's really it's amazing that there's not a ton of and like you know, usually like Memorial Day weekend or July Fourth weekend or like will be like huge like blockbuster release weekends yeah and I don't know if that's the case anymore yeah the Will Smith you know end of the world movies coming out right like oh, that was always yeah, yeah you know, always Independence Day <laughs> or the other one or whatever uh, I am Legend yeah yeah. yeah. But it, that it was funny because that was always like a thing on the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Christmas so, Day, big movies will come out. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. Final thoughts on Heat Celtics. Now, the big brain likes Miami. I don't like Miami. I do too. Uh, I just think they've been so tough and so resilient the entire postseason. Jimmy Butler just, you know, has that dog in him. I just feel like this is going to be one of those, like, Jimmy Butler refuse to lose kind of games. At home, chance to close it out. They know that the pressure is on them, they being the Miami Heat. And I think they'll rise to the challenge. So I'm with the big brain on this. It's really cool that he was able to get himself a ticket and go down there because that's going to be a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah, I, I will it? No. Well, look. I know Miami is not the. I mean, they, they show up late. Miami's, they leave early. They left early. It was game. Was it game three? They were, they they were rolling Boston, and they left early. I gotta get to the club. You know what I mean? In South Beach. I mean, that's a violation. By thirty. What am I supposed to do? Oh, that's where you stay. About to, to sit go here and watch three, a, watch the yes. end of the bench play. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm You're being supposed a little, to salute your team at the end of the game. I'm being a little bit facetious, I know. <laughs> but I know. with a chance at Game Six at home to go to an NBA Finals, yeah, yes, you're right. They do come late. They do leave early, uh, but we've seen them look at times during the Heatles runs when with Shaq and Wade. They they have some passion to them every now and then too. And I think this is going to be one of those nights. So I know you <laughs> like Boston. I'm with the big brain on this one. I like the Heat. Yeah, and again, you know, listen, Boston's my enemy. Celtics, hey, my, my I mean, enemy. You're talking to a Laker fan here, brother. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe it's wishful thinking on my part too. <laughs> I can't. I can't discount that. Now the Brogdon injury does. That's a killer. Yeah. Does hurt because he's an you all. Know? He's a do everything for uh, for them kind of guy. Yeah, he plays great D. You know the ball. Yeah. 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 A lot of pressure on Derek White. Mm-hmm. See if he can so respond be a big again. Thing. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, listen. 
You have a great holiday weekend, my brother. You too, brother. Try to get some rest in there. You know what I mean? Ah, we'll see. (laughs) Sleep's overrated. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Mighty Mark and E, have a great one. Guys, we love you. Enjoy your weekend. Be careful. We'll see you later. Fellas are out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 